You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. It's not the gobbledygooker. No, no, no. And a uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, because welcome to your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew. Want to thank everybody for joining us. Hoping you're having a fun time with your family, because Lord knows it's always a blessing, ain't it? Uh, but uh, hey, this is my favorite holiday, so uh, I just want everybody to be thankful. We can get to the gifts and bullshit next month. Uh, fuck off with your trees and lights right now, because it's time to be thankful for what we have. And what you have is another exciting edition of your show, The Kickout Crew. Thank you for all the support last week. Thanks for the questions, uh, you know. And, well, uh, you can follow us on social media, Kickout Crew. And uh, you know what? It's time to get into this episode because, uh, my goodness, it's a tradition, right? So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and uh, kick it on over to Brad. So, uh, Brad, what you got for us? Hello, everybody. Again, happy Thanksgiving. So let's do a little food edition of Rant and Stanton. So if you could, please, could you put up the first picture, Bryant? Okay, this is my stove. (laughs) All right. So so, uh, after the fire, you guys all remember I had a fire. So after the fire, it was because of the stove that we had the fire and we got a new stove. And, you know, we made out a little bit with with the uh, insurance on that. So my wife upgraded a little bit. So as you can see here, you have a small burner and a, the large uh, burner, but there is a circle, like an oval, like around both of them. Now, if you don't know what that is, that is for the griddle. Okay. So I was uh, going to make breakfast for dinner uh, last Friday. And my wife says, why don't you use the griddle on the stove? So go ahead, Brian, and show the next uh, picture. So as you can see, there's in the corner on the left-hand side here, there is like, it looks like almost a cat uh, next to the high. That means you're using the griddle, okay? But here's the thing. You got to use two separate of the burners because the griddle itself is, Brian, can we see the next slide? It goes over top of both of these burners. So my wife is right off the bat telling me, hey, you got to be careful here. You got to make sure that the one burner's low and the one burner's uh, high. I said, well, how about this? How about this? How about we don't use this thing at all? And we get out the griddle I've been using for the last 12 years that has made everything perfect. She's like, no, 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 no. Let's use this thing. So I, I don't have the fourth picture anymore because, because I, I, I actually burnt the pancakes on this thing. Not, not uh, at the bottom of it, but at the top. 
I don't understand why we have to try new things all the time. I don't understand why we have to be fancy. My freaking griddle has been working fine for the last 10 years. I'm using this fucking thing, and I'm burning pancakes. Not only that, this damn thing slides all over the freaking stove, okay? So every time I'm trying to, I have to hold this stupid thing, and I have to hold it with, like, an oven mitt because it's hot, and I have to use the spatula to get the pancakes off. Half of them burnt, half of them not. And this thing's sliding all over and moving all over. Just why can't we just keep things the way they are? Listen, I, I try to change with the times. I really do. I really try to change with the times. But there's some things that don't need changing. And I don't need to make pancakes anywhere but on my traditional griddle. Get this thing the fuck out of here. All right. That's I all agree. I got for that. that yeah. looks stupid. It's absolute pain in the ass is what that was. I would not cook with that. Second thing. I was watching uh, The Bear. I don't know if you guys know about it. It's on Hulu. It's the guy from Shameless. Uh, also going to be in the Iron Claw movie. And 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 the the character wanted an omelet, so she's like, oh, "I'll make you an omelet." And this is for you, Adam. You want to know what they put on the freaking omelet? Crushed up sour cream and onion potato chips. Get the living fuck out of here! What are we talking about? Sour cream and onion chips on a cheese omelet. And everybody's talking about how awesome it is. It wasn't awesome. First off, once again, I don't understand what those two have to do together. My wife's explaining me it has to do with chip and dip, and you don't have to dip. Get, I want to dip. I like dipping, okay? I don't need the dip inside the chip. I like the dip. And it's not the same. But on an omelet? No, no. Let's keep it traditional, okay? Let's keep it traditional. Third thing. Wife is having a late night snack, and she's sitting next to me eating out of a lemon. All right, I go, what is what is this? She says, uh, I'm having sorbet out of a lemon. I go, you're having sorbet out of a lemon. I go, forget the fact that you're having sorbet, period. It's just that you sat down next to me and acted like this was completely normal. Okay, this isn't normal. You don't eat out of a lemon next to me and we don't talk about it, all right? You don't just sit, this isn't a bag of chips. This is a freaking lemon and you're eating out of the lemon. It's weird, okay? Finally, this is not about food, but this is for you, James. Fuck if you want to make sure... That you never, ever, it's actually for all of you, never root for the Eagles, right? You want to make sure that you hate Philadelphia forever. Do not watch the Kelsey documentary on Amazon Prime. Because if you do, you will be a fan of the city and of, of oh, Jason Kelsey. And you can ask you can ask Conrad Thompson's wife. She is now an Eagles fan. That's it for me. Back to you, James. <laughs> that is the bullshit statement because... Uh... You know, women now there's like a bunch of women that are Chiefs fans. I mean, you know, like it doesn't just because the documentary is something, whatever. But Brad, uh, liked uh, your topics up until that last one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good range stating. So uh, appreciate that. Something, something for everybody to chew on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there it is. There it oh, is. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, hell, Mike. Uh, I don't really have a good transition, but you're up, bro. Uh, good to see you for a whole episode. So, uh, you know, sure let the, give the people what they want. Well, I figured I'd come at you guys today with some fun facts. So I got a couple of them over here. Did you know that avocados are not a vegetable? They are a fruit. There's a lot like that, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> that we think it's one way, but it's another. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, aren't tomatoes like a vegetable or something? They're a yeah, fruit. Yeah, stupid shit like that. Tomatoes are actually a fruit, but you would. We go by taste of sweetness. Sweetness right. means fruit. <laughs> Did you know fruit sucks? that teeth are the only part 
of the human body that do not heal themselves. Only part. Well, besides Brad's hair. Boom! <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> waka, waka, waka. The Eiffel Tower is taller in the summertime. Why? Heat expands. Heat expands. The metal expands. Boom. You learned that in it's third grade. Zero one five centimeters or some shit like that, but it's taller. And yeah, I know. We all know about those milliliters, huh? <laughs> hey, you, you know bridges are longer during the summertime too. Yeah, sounds Same unstable. Thing. Hey, uh, did you know there's a Statue of Liberty in front of the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, it's a copycat of the one that we got. Well, they gave us that other one, so I don't know if it's a copycat. They just made three of them the we same. Got, we got <laughs> All right, a couple more. Um, speeding tickets. Y'all ever got a speeding ticket? Yeah, yeah. We know right. that. Uh, we know that Adam got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oddly specific. How'd that work out, Adam? <laughs> Adam, how fast were you going? Too fast. Okay. Brad, I'm sure you got one or two, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 59 and a 45. Yeah, that's always it was always a speed trap. I get like right. 45 and a 25. I always get caught there. No, oh, the speed limit, I swear to God, the speed limit changed for like a half a mile from 55 to 45, right back to 55, just yeah. because it was in this little tiny-ass town. Yeah, we heard this story last week. <laughs> you didn't hear shit last week because you weren't here. And it wasn't I before. I did not hear it. Um... Devin, what about you? You ever got a speeding ticket? No, I've got a few other tickets, but I've never got a speeding ticket. Mm. And I'm sorry, James, you got one or two. Yep. You need, do you need to know a blood type and shit too, Mike, or what? Hey, Bryant. Uh... <laughs> Can y'all guess, if you could, the first speeding ticket, how fast this person was going? Four miles probably, an hour. Probably 28 in a 15. No. I don't even know. I know this is a, a, a trick, yeah. so go ahead. He was going eight miles an hour. In a what? <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> was it a lawnmower? How's oh, a speeding oh, ticket no, if he's like going to speed you? <laughs> eight miles an hour was the first speeding ticket. Was you it a eight miles an hour. <laughs> yep. Now, here's another fun little one. Sharks have been around for 400 million years. Trees, however... Have only been around for 350 million years. Well, sharks are prehistoric, right? Like we, the Meg and stuff like that. Fuck, you don't you think like dinosaurs had trees and shit around them? I'm just saying, <laughs> I can understand them going far back. And water has been around longer than trees. The water was there first. The trees had to grow, right? Yeah, but I don't know. They, I don't know what I'm saying. This sounds really dumb right now. Go ahead. Education. <laughs> right what was here for 50 million years with no trees? Was it just all grass? Uh, I don't have anybody to ask. So, and y'all have seen Back to the Future, right? Yeah, no flying cars though. Yeah, Back to the Future. They were going that. <laughs> Can so, you imagine if we had yeah. flying cars? We'd be running. We'd be dead. All of us. <laughs> so, and Ryan, you're gonna help me with this one. When he went back, what what did we hear when he went back? Right? 
Mr. Sanger. It's funny because that's gonna get shut down. <laughs> that song wasn't even that song wasn't even made when that year happened. Well, it was on the damn movie, so that's what we're going by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if people went back today, thirty years, do you know what song would have been playing? It was a good day by Ice Cube. Right. Enter Sandman. Gonna get shut down. I was gonna say NWA's <laughs> fuck the police, but never mind. We got 30 seconds on it. <laughs> Someone knows. <laughs> the thing, the funny part about that was the first one was Mr. Sandman. Second one, Enter Sandman. What the hell? Look at Mike! <laughs> Look at and it all Mike! Don't redeem yourself! I put myself on the back for that one. Good job. I like you, Mikey. <laughs> and then I think uh, Brian. Thanks for helping him, Brian. Special to throw on real quick for us. Yeah. Maybe. What are we doing? I, I, I didn't even something. hear. A, I didn't hear a word you said. What? I said, you know, don't you have something special to throw on real quick? Just say boom. Oh, you mean that? Oh, yeah, baby. Look at that handsome son of a bitch right there. Yes, sir. That's I guess nice this is payback from a couple weeks ago. That, no, this is just something I had. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just happened to have it. <laughs> no payback is nothing. Happened to have I have a childhood in my wallet. <laughs> three years ago, and you just happened to have a childhood picture of me. <laughs> why does Mike have a picture of James when he was a child? Uh, Randy El Corai is why Mike has that picture. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy. Uh, what were those called? Glamour shots? Yeah, thanks, Mom. Oh, fucking enjoyed that. Olin Mills? <laughs> uh, I was curious how long Mike's had that picture. We need to get time. James another jean jacket. Yeah, and jean jackets are badass. He, he could be starring the new season of Yellowstone. Hey, I could wear a jean jacket and put on some aviators and just do this all the time. There you go. You'd be world heavyweight champion at AEW. Uh, yeah, but there we go. That's what I got for today. That was fun, Mike. Fun. That was good stuff. I like how you wrapped it all together and then buried me at the end. That was a good stuff. I, I dug it. You know what else I dig? <laughs> today's agenda. So I can't wait for this tradition to keep going. So what is today's agenda? Well, because it's Thanksgiving, I thought I'd play some matches from the December pay-per-view of Starcade. So that's what we're doing today. We're doing the Starcade theme. We got two great matches from this great Starcaded celebration. Brad thought we were covering Thanksgiving matches and wanted to cover <laughs> Starcade. So today's agenda is Starcade with late December matches. Hey, <laughs> <Aye>, man. And <laughs> no one argued with me at all the week before. So let's not forget that. I hear you. oh man well hey let's get into match one because boy this tradition should tire that's all i'm saying it is uh hulk hogan versus the butcher yeah baby let's do this one it is for the wcw world heavyweight title it took place at starcade 94 and that was uh december 27th of 1994 and it is a tuesday (laughs) Triple threat. I just read that off the poster. Uh, 
It took place in the municipal auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh wow. What year is this? Yeah, for real. Those cars are styling, (laughs) baby. Speaking of Back to the Future. (laughs) Right. Did Mike have a part of this one? Did y'all like tag team y'all's little shit right here? I mean, I think Randy Randy sent him a picture when he was young. (laughs) Straight from 1994. Oh, man. I mean, what is this? 1950-something? That's gotta be 68 or 70 or something. I I think it's 1955. November 5th, maybe. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Thanksgiving tradition, Brad? You're trying to, you're trying to cover it. You're trying. Yeah. <laughs> it had an attendance of 8,200, had a buy rate of 130,000, had a match length of 12 minutes and seven seconds. Thank you for a 12 minute, seven second Hogan and Butcher match. And Meltzer gave this one a three quarter star. Hmm. Less than one, but not zero or a dud. I fear to be a negative three quarter star. You need to stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing about this match for a week from you. But uh hey, those two fire. How did we get here? Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, for real. Well, through a few months, these masked men would jump Hulk Hogan while he was feuding with Ric Flair. Uh he would actually be taking on Ric Flair at Halloween Havoc in a loser retires match where uh, Hogan would defeat Ric Flair, but then these mass men would all jump Hogan again. There, the mass would be pulled off one of the guy's faces and revealed as Hogan's longtime best friend, Brutus the Butcher Beefcake. So, that was it. Ed Leslie, Hulk Hogan's <laughs> longtime friend, really wanted to get this world title and get the spotlight that his best friend had always had from him. Uh, Ed Leslie, he would align himself with John Tenta and Kevin Sullivan, forming the three faces of fear. Uh, also around this same pay-per-view time, about a week before Randy Savage made his WCW debut on WCW Saturday night. And he told Tony Schiavone that he was either going to shake Hulk Hogan's hand or slap him in the face. So this was kind of a, um, <laughs> a main event that had a little like two different feuds built into it. And I thought it was a it was a one to go back and watch. Evan, but whose idea was this? Uh, this was actually straight from the mind of Hulk Hogan himself. When he came to WCW, he had creative control. One of the things he wanted to do was. See if the butcher, his best friend Ed Leslie, could actually get it over, and this was their attempt. So we have the butcher entrance with Avalanche and Ad Free Show's own Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, how many gimmicks is too many gimmicks for the butcher, Mike? Um, one. <laughs> I mean, he has been a number of different uh, personas, has he not? Yeah, he's uh-huh. been. A- Hang on, you want to talk about the guy behind Butcher right here if you're watching with us on Premier Streaming Network? Yes, Kevin Sullivan, the one I said ad-free shows No, on. no, behind him. <laughs> you're talking about Avalanche? Yes, talk about gimmicks, Avalanche, Tenta, Earthquake. There's another one. Who's the other one? Oh, uh, damn it, who's the oddities? Uh, Golga. <laughs> oh, yeah, Golga. Yeah, he's also Shark. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. That's right. Guy. So, so we're, we're, 
My bad, Mike. My bad. My like bad. I got excited. All right. Uh, can I continue? <laughs> so, uh, we have continue, Hulk, Hulk Hogan entrance with Jimmy Hart. Um, so, Devin, one more thing, because it's in your notes here, and then um, I, I didn't even realize this. He came out to save Sting earlier in the match. Did that hurt his pop here? Well, yeah, literally one match before this, Sting was uh, taking on John Tenta Earthquake, and Hulk Hogan came down to make the save when the, the Faces of Fear all swarmed the ring. Hogan came swarming a chair, swinging a chair. So I, I, uh, I definitely think that hurt his pop, because when he came out there, it was a little bit louder than here. So, all right, so we have uh, Michael Buffer. Is he the king of Hulkamania or what? LOL. I, no, I read... he said Hulk. <laughs> Mania. Yeah. Hulk Mania. Got it. Everybody seems pumped, though. I mean, it's Hulk Hogan, so why not? So, James, who are the announcers tonight? Well, it is uh, Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan. What a great, great combination there, for sure. And I see Big Gene Okerlund in that shot, so great. Adam, do you remember who the referee is? It's our very own Nick Patrick. Ah, Nick Patrick. Mailbag Nick Patrick on ad-free shows. And I want to get to that here in a little bit, but go ahead. No, you can. What do you want to get to? No, we'll go ahead with the match a little bit. We'll go from there. So, so it's funny, Devin. I was just said, what's with the chair? Why does Hogan have this chair in the ring? But you kind of answered it, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's just because John Tenta's out there, and so is Kevin Sullivan. So, like, until they can back off, he's going to use this to be his defense. Mike, is the championship really in danger here of switching hands? No. Hogan why? Hogan, I suppose. So why even um? So what's the point? What to put it on the line? Look, why have this match? Why 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 have no believability at all that the match will change? How can you how can you get excited about a match like that? You can't. Okay. Watched it. But they say this match is as big as Al Ollie versus Foreman. You don't agree? Uh, no. <laughs> I'd rather watch a bear sit in the woods. <laughs> Uh, they lock up Hogan with the, the power advantage early. Butcher in control now. How about this overselling early, James, by Hogan? What did you think of all that? Well, it was just, you know, fantastic. Uh, I really think uh, they did a great job, and this is great technical wrestling. And this, oh, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, this match is, uh, it's something else. Uh, what would they call it? The drizzling shits? I mean, uh, <laughs> but, you know. I'm waiting on Brad to defend this match, so uh, you know, just we'll keep going. Yeah, it's Great. not about a defense; it's about something else that you're we're going to get to. Shoulder tackle by Hogan. Now both men on the outside. Butcher with the advantage. Cord around the neck of Hogan. Adam, is a five count the right call when you have a weapon like this, or is this not really considered a weapon as a referee? Oh, uh, this is the five count because it's a part of the the production and everything. So, you know, like I said, there's a line there, but that's that's what I was going to get to here in a minute. Kind of like a, a post or kind of like a uh, announce table, you mean? Announce table, yeah, but definitely not a chair. <laughs> Butcher clawing the back um, of Hogan. Jimmy Hart, I actually wrote Butcher clawing the back of Butcher, so that's interesting. So I hope I picked it the right way there. Jimmy Hart takes the chair from Butcher. Atomic drop to Butcher from Hogan. Chair to the back of Butcher. There it is. Chair to the head of Hogan. Is this a no DQ, Devin? No, not an ODQ, but it's WCW. They don't play by the rules. They no, just want to finish in the ring. You this mean he's got like 97. Right here. Yeah, for sure. Knee to the face of Hogan back in the ring now. Butcher in control now. Body slam to Hogan. 
then misses off the top. Mike, is Butcher building Hogan um, the right way, or is Hogan just doing a favor to Butcher here? He's just doing a favor. He's giving him a payday. Yeah. Hulk I'm hulking gonna, up. Like, how's he helping Hogan at all? Like, how how can he build him when he's not even built himself? I guess he's is he making him look strong? No, he's digging him a hole. Hulk hulking up, now Hulk biting Butcher. Adam, has Nick Patrick lost all control and credibility? He's never had control or really. He's buried from the beginning, but never had control on this. I love when I read something I wrote a week ago. He was right here. Hogan (laughs) drops to his knees here. Butcher's like wagging his arms like this. Hogan drops to his knees. This stranger just looks like he's kissing him or something for a solid 30 seconds. WCW's got work on these camera cuts or something here. And that is number three in the notes of Devin. He just jumped in and said it. <laughs> I don't blame him. He was he wanted that line for sure. So Devin, was this your first time watching this? And what did you think? This might have been the first time I watched a butcher match. <laughs> and now, when you say that, you mean you mean Leslie or you mean butcher in general? Just butcher, uh, but- butcher in general. I mean, I watched <laughs> Beefcake and Hogan lose the oh. tag championships. But... All right. So Butcher choking Hogan and Pat, uh, Patrick counting. You're talking to yourself. I don't know why I wrote that. Did somebody yell that? <laughs> James, Heenan's feelings about Hulk are so well expressed here, aren't they? They are. And uh, if you notice, like, there were times where Hulk, like, yelled at Nick Patrick and, like, you know, yelled at uh, Butcher, like, you know, like, yelling stuff. And uh, that would be, like, not typical babyface, uh, you know, stuff. Thank God that picture's shown. If you're not watching on premiere, I love that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Heenan's always been uh, you know, like against Hulk Hogan, you know, and uh, all that stuff. So he's of course calling it out. Go ahead. I got okay, so Luger, he had a move with the forearm because he had a steel plate in his forearm, right, where he would hit somebody upside the head. Yeah. How come he didn't have something where somebody punched him in the face? It didn't break their hand because he had a steel face. Because isn't this after like he had the whole? I know, but are we? And they do talk about it during the match. So (laughs) they said somehow he has a steel plate in his face. It was an accident, right? That he had. Yeah, the parachute accident was. So why not put that into storyline with them, where every time somebody hit him, it hurt them. So he. Man, where were you in 1993? Good point. That's a very good point. I like What's it. What's going on? What's going on today? Mike's on the damn roll today, right? <laughs> I like that for sure. That's a good idea, Mike. Let's make a call. See if we can <laughs> see if we can do I something. Ask with Eric next time we talk to him, why could this not work? Write let's, it down because if you don't write it down, you'll forget. Let's get the DeLorean to eighty-eight miles an hour and let's go do this. Can't forget what, man? What are you talking about? Exactly. Mission nerve hold to to Hogan, Mike. This is not a long match. But it is longer than it needs to be, isn't it? Uh, how long was the match? Twelve <laughs> minutes and seven seconds. Okay, so it's about twelve minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hogan's hulking up again, fighting off Butcher, shoulder tackle, but Butcher retaliates. Sleeper to Hogan. Is this crowd sleeping also, Adam, or is this just a way to tell a great story? I think we're all asleep. I think I fell asleep halfway through this match myself. <laughs> Now we have Hogan falling asleep. Rep drops Hogan's arm once. He drops it home twice. Then he drops it a third time, Devin? Did he land that? Kind of looked like it because Hogan <laughs> just kind of left his hand and then Butcher dropped. I don't. I didn't get the spot. 
It I think Butcher has a case, man. I think Butcher has yeah, a we case. Sh- we should add a new champ. Wouldn't that have been? Uh, what, <laughs> the drizzling shits, huh? <laughs> you and Leslie, WCW champ. Kick out. Uh, so I don't know, right? Butcher has a case. Then kick out Hogan. And now uh, completely hulking up. Here comes the, the faces of fear. Avalanche looks absolutely exhausted running down that ramp. And I don't want to, I don't mean to make fun of him, but how long could he have been running? I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, Hogan fights him off, drops his big leg to butcher into the one, two, three. Hogan wins. Now fighting them all off. And he has. Wait, wait, wait. Are we going to skip over the fact that those other two were just sitting there on the side of the ring for about five minutes while this was right here was going on? Yes. I'm just sitting there watching it. And then as soon as that three count hit, boom, they were right inside. Yep. Now fighting them all up, and he has the chair. Here comes Savage. A lot of chatter. Then Savage helps Hogan to a huge pop, actually. And that's how you end a match, right, Mike? Old school for sure with the – I mean, that helped, didn't it? Didn't this ha- help having Macho Man here? So are we talking about before all these um, chair shots heard around the world? <laughs> <laughs> the weakest chair shots of all time. <laughs> So, all right. So, I got one thing. This is what I was talking about, James. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you were complaining about this match, and everybody was complaining about this match in, in the chat. Oh, you're singling me out. Go ahead. Uh, but, I mean, am I wrong? You're not wrong, but... Okay. Uh, so, what was so different about this Hogan match in the 90s compared to the Hogan matches in the 80s? What made this a less than match compared to any other match he had, like against Bundy, against Andre? You can't Against, bring okay. This and Bundy is like a push. Now, come on now. What I'm getting at is he never had. He was a great worker if he wanted to be, but that wasn't his character. You want so to know the up? simple, the simple answer? I have your answer right here. The crowd didn't give two flying fucks. They didn't care about when when he hulked up. There was like three people that raised their hands. So all right, so let's go with this then. Is this the reason? Is this match the reason? Or matches like this the reason Hogan had to change his character? It was over, right? I would say yeah, matches like this. Yes. And for this yeah, to headline Starcade is this this shouldn't have even been a pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. This should have been a WCW Thunder match. <laughs> WCW Saturday night. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> Limewire or some shit like that. <laughs> what I'm getting at is I didn't feel like I watched a lot of Hogan matches in, in the eighties, of course. This just felt like a Hogan match in the eighties. It just I, was past its time. I think, it's yeah, I think the crowd reaction, like, let's say the crowd was losing their shit. I would have been like, okay, match sucked, but it was, you know, it was halfway good. But since the crowd didn't react, subconsciously, I'm like, this match blows. Black and Yellow Hogan was done, at least for the time being. And okay. they sure as hell didn't give a shit about Butcher. The thing is, I liked uh, I liked Brutus Beefcake when he was in the WWE as part of that tag team with the Valentine. I did. But I think that's the last thing I really liked. That, that I like that stands out. You like the booty man? I love the booty man. <laughs> Wasn't that Buff Bagwell? I'm kidding. Hey, oh, <laughs> to me, this was just another payday for one of Hogan's friends. Yeah, so who was watching in 1993 that he should have like who should he have been facing? I mean, obviously, we're setting something up with the macho man, uh, yeah, huh? Sting. Vader. Yeah, if you kept watching to set up a feud with him and Vader at the end of the show. Oh, that went on forever, right, Devin? Yeah, Vader charged right into Hogan's. 
<laughs> Vader charged into Hogan's locker room as Hogan and Macho Man are cutting a promo, and Vader challenged him at Clash of the Champions in January. It would be Vader versus Hogan. But again, Sting Luger, Sting or Luger, either one. But again, it's the same story. Uh, like really, it's it's a monster heel against Hulk Hogan. He's gonna Hulk up. He's gonna win, right? Yeah. Hogan Flair. Hogan Flair would have been fine. You know, uh, so there's something I wanted to talk about that. Who was talking about Hogan Flair could not draw money? It was one of the Bruce. ad-free shows. It was Bruce. Bruce said they tried it and it just shit the bed. Oh yes, but uh, you know what I was listening to? I was listening to the book with uh with Crockett, and he yeah. was saying the reason that match would never work. It's because Hogan had his style and Flair was such a great wrestler that it would expose Hogan. And even if you got the money once, you'd never get it again and it would have exposed Hogan. And that's why that match doesn't work. I never, I thought that was so interesting. That is That makes sense. But expose him for what? Look what he did in Japan, though. He wasn't... I, I get it, but he wasn't going to play that character. He wasn't going to play the Japan character. Oh, he was here's... Hogan. No, he oh, didn't want to go down to Flair. Flair didn't want to go down to Hogan. Right. Okay. Probably. What if he did? What if he did play that Japan character here? I don't, that's, but that's not what made him millions. That, I guess that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was, this is wrestler versus entertainer. I have something to point out about this. Uh, it would have exposed Hogan type thing. We watched William Regal just school Bill Goldberg on TV one time. School. Yeah, Goldberg loves that. Foolish, but it didn't affect his push one bit. <laughs> you know, the crowd didn't give a fuck that he got like schooled out by uh, Regal. And I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have exposed Hogan to the fact it may have been made him a little more sympathetic. And that way he's already, you know, like we cheer for him. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm just going by what, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, understand, said. I understand why he said it, but like yeah. thinking back, like Goldberg got fucking shown to be an idiot on TV and he still went right to the moon. You know, well, so. I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's very true. Oh, sorry guys. But uh, all right, so, well, that's all I got, but go ahead. Don. I right. got one more thing on this. Sure, just, uh, Hell yeah. Uh, originally, I was listening to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. It's yeah, episode 35, uh, their Starcade 94 edition. Eric originally said that with Hogan's creative cre- control, he wanted the butcher to go over and he wanted the next pay per view to be Macho Man versus Butcher for the world title. But Harley Race, uh, uh Eric himself, and there was a couple other people that talked Hogan out of it. Thank and God. continuing on with this <laughs> and moving on to the Vader feud. And uh, Macho Man actually did face, uh, I believe, I'm not sure which one of them, but he faced one of the faces of fear at the Clash of Champions. Funny thing so. during commentary, too, right at, right at the end of this match, Tony Schiavone says, oh, the, the reunited the Mega Powers. I'm surprised that wasn't was said because he said Mega Powers on WCW. I didn't catch that. I didn't, I didn't catch that. You know what? Maybe because I just didn't think about it, but that's a good point. I, I was probably just like, yeah, they're the mega powers. I wasn't thinking it's a different organization. Mm. Yeah, hey, we talked. See, we guys, we talked about it. We talked about the match, right? We talked about some stuff. We made it happen. Doesn't matter how the, bad or good it is. All right. Back that's to all you. The, that's all the Twitter questions. Twitter questions. We're not there yet. No. Those are just Brad questions. Up uh, next on the outline. <laughs> Is uh, you know, what better way to watch wrestling than with some good old grub? So, uh, Mike, what you got for the meat minute this time? Well, you know, here's a good one. Wow. Oh, yeah, look at that sexy eating, <laughs> eating, eating some raisins for this Thanksgiving. Boom, sun made. Baby. Uh, so, um, today 
it's Thanksgiving as you guys are listening to this. Hopefully, you're listening on Thanksgiving, getting away from your family members. So I'm going to tell you guys how I'm going to do my turkey this year. What I'm going to do, I got me a 20-pound turkey. I'm going to brine it. I got some already-made brine. I'm going to take some oranges, some lemons, apples, cut them up, put them in that brine, let them soak in there with it. And I'm also going to take it and take some more oranges, lemons, limes, and fat back. You definitely need some fat back on this one. What is it, Shoney's? No, it's Shoney's. Shut up. And stuff it. And then when I inject it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some butter, melt some butter, put some Brock Lesnar seasoning inside the melted butter, and inject it. Put it back in the fridge for a little bit. Let that butter get hardened up so when you're cooking it, it slowly melts and come out. Season it with the Brock Lesnar seasoning. Throw it on there till it's done. Take it out. Be nice and good, ready to go. Did you say Brock Lesnar seasoning? Yes, I did. Okay, I just want to make sure I heard it right. Brock Lesnar seasoning. You like that one more than the Grill and JRs? I do. Actually, I really do. Have you guys tried it? it it's more of a meat seasoning. JRs is all like all purpose, so you can put on anything. Thank you for clearing that off because I don't want any heat with JR. Yeah. This this one is a lot better on like meats, especially. We don't, like, we don't need to get that five either, so you know. True. You Very know true. what? You know what? Forget Jr. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I, F five over a little drawing for Jr. I take it every time we have a we have a Zoom anyway. Yeah, I'll take well, that. I'll, I'll take that red ass any day. <laughs> all purpose seasoning, and this one's yeah, like, it, yeah, yeah. This one is more like for meats and stuff like that, but it's really good on, especially steak and chicken and stuff. It's really good on it. Cool. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Fat back. Fat back. Fat back. You know what fat back is, Brian? Yeah, I do. It's at Shoney's. Oh. It's yeah, in the I'm it's too. in the buffet. No, it's. I not. couldn't believe it. Yes, it is. Is it really? Yes. And I was like, what is that? They're like fat back. I'm like, not interested. What is <laughs> it? Have you, have you ever ate it? It's just pork, right? It's like it's like bacon ish stuff, right? Like yeah. it's oh, it's like a ten times better than bacon. So do you guys like Scrapple? Scrabble? Like the game? Scrapple? No, Scrapple. <laughs> like apple rhymes with Scrapple. So it is basically pig parts mushed together and you fry it. And it's something up here, like in Philadelphia yeah, and, that, and like New that. York, Devin. Not um, up here. I've had stuff like that. Yeah, it's all right. It's not something I'm like. It grosses oh, people out, but you either love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Yeah. That's just, I mean, and it's one of those things. It's like uh, pig brains and stuff like that. People eat no. some of that. I'm, I don't know about it. I don't need to eat brains. I'm good. You, know, you got I, like the hog jaw. You got the jaw and stuff like that you can eat. What about Crickets? the feet in that big brown jar? Yeah, like no. pig's feet. Why, that That's brown pickle, jar. Is so, pickle pig feet. Whatever. It's not appetizing looking at all. <laughs> you can't describe a book by the cover. So you, I'm good. I don't want to. I don't want to try it. I don't care. Book by cover. I'm not doing it. Well, have you tried pigs or uh, chicken feet? No, no, I don't eat feet. <laughs> I don't have a foot fetish. <laughs> now listen here, Tony Atlas, calm down. <laughs> Tony's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Every time my uh my grandpa would get a deer, though, he'd always pickle the heart. I've never I've never made it myself, but like whenever he made it, it was always pretty good. So you ate it. You guys eat tongue yeah. too? 
I've never had a tongue, but I mean, like I'd eat cow tongue. I've heard that's a it's a delicacy, they say. Yeah, I've heard that's a special dinner. See, we're back on food again. And I listened to last week's it's show today. Thanksgiving, we, baby. We talked about fast food for like 15 minutes. <laughs> we we didn't leave anything out. Now we're talking about the, I don't know. Some of this doesn't sound too appetizing. We're talking about this week. So I probably won't be as hungry driving home. <laughs> Especially on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I'm not listening to this before that. <laughs> Make sure you get your pie before you <laughs> listen to this episode or watch it on Premier Streaming Network. Like that. That nah, was good, Mike. Thank you. He's talking to someone else by now. All right. Yeah. So uh, thanks for good <laughs> on that. And uh, well, uh, you know what else uh, we're uh, firing up on is some in ring stuff. And who better to go to than Adam? So as an in ring performer, Adam, what you got for us? Well, as an interim performer, as you guys know, this past Saturday, I got to do my first cage match. Yeah. This, this is the original referee right here. And this guy right here, if you're watching, you can see this guy gets pinned. He gets mad, throws the referee into the cage. So I actually have to go in, pull him out of there. Roll him to the side, then go in and finish the show. So I did my first cage match. So I was that was awesome. Congrats, my friend. It was like I was in yeah. like forty something minutes, man. It was a long ass match. That is, that's too long for anything. <laughs> it's you jump like off a back. No, but um, one of the smaller guys did. Oh damn! Smaller than did you. Did you take a bump into the cage at all? I did warming up, but. Not doing a match. I, no, I got better sense than that. Yeah, what do you mean you took a warm up? You just run and jump, and just bam, bash around. Like, oh no! Great oh. in tune. Throw me into this. <laughs> where where can people watch that, Adam? Uh, I should be getting a copy of it, and as soon as I get a link, hopefully by this this comes out, it'll be out. So um, I'll put I'll post it with our stuff. So there'll be a link you can buy. You it's like ten bucks, and you can download it, save it, and everything. So it's a good to show. Good storyline, good storytelling at the beginning. So uh, it's, a, it's a good little build-up. Awesome. I, had lot, I had a lot of fun. I had to tell y'all what the build-up is off off camera. This It's a little timely. <laughs> but uh, this past Friday, we had SmackDown, and we seen a Santos Escobar kind of turn heel against Rey Mysterio Jr., man. Which I was kind of expecting it. Did y'all, did y'all, was y'all seeing that coming? I'm gonna tell you what I like him better as a heel. Uh, I liked I liked the uh, the faction he was a part of in NXT. I thought it was really good, like I'm like a Latino mafia. I think he's better as a heel, and I thought he lost a lot of steam by by being in this uh, babyface uh, situation. I agree, hundred percent. And then uh, Cedric Alexander and Dragon Lee had a damn good match. You notice after we showcased the Cedric Alexander match, he got a big spotlight on a couple uh, couple weeks of SmackDown. Cruiserweight right. style. Cruiserweight we're, style, too. We're, we're here to help, guys. <laughs> yeah, when we <laughs> say your show, I guess that means steal our ideas. Yeah, and by the yeah. way, LA Knight, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sir. steal all of our ideas. And then uh, Oscar turns on Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair, man. I'm interested in what damage control is going to do, even if they change the name. Um, I think Bailey's going to be kicked out and go. I think she's going to turn babyface. Were, were you surprised about that? 
I was surprised to see Oscar because I was expecting somebody else. I liked it. I, I, I thought they needed it. Because wasn't she just a heel like three weeks ago? She's Oscar? like an in, in between type kind of sort of tweener, kind of like uh, but uh, Shinsuke. Like I don't really know sometimes, you know. <laughs> right. Seth, <laughs> Seth is kind of getting there too because it's like, yeah. where are we going? <laughs> I was happy to see Drew turn finally. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking hands with Rhea. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, it, wrestling's just getting better. It's just more storyline driven. I'm interested to see what Drew's going to do. Some, you know, on Raw. What, so what about the year of the Judgment Day? We finally got a leader. Yeah, yeah. self-proclaimed. Yeah, but it yeah. won't last long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know now. I still think Rhea is the actual leader, but she is. I... She is. I mean, she just doesn't say it. She's want to keep them all in line. I wouldn't be surprised if Drew joins and they kick out Damian Priest and he turns babyface. Well, you just got McDonough ex- fully accepted in it, right? Yeah. At, out of nowhere, kind of accepted. Hey, just, okay, we're good. He's, he's <laughs> the one that kicks him out. I think they all vote and kick out Priest because I bet he cashes in and doesn't win. I bet he loses his cash in. Mm. I'm calling it now. He loses his cash in. They get yeah. upset. And they kick him out after they Murray. lose the tag titles. I don't think he's going to lose it. I think he's going to get it. I think he's going to get it too. And I think he's going to be the one that wants to leave. Yeah. I mm. I think it's going to be a Randy Orton situation. He wins the big one and they're like, get out of here. We're going to take it from you not, Why would they not want the champion in their faction? They have the women's yeah. one. <laughs> what? We don't want any winners here. <laughs> yeah, no. I think Maria like, walks around with the belt. I don't need y'all. I didn't, I did this. I mean, they're all they're all champions, actually, right? You have the tag champs to the mm-hmm. with the North American champs. Mm-hmm. I, I think wow. he's the reason why he loses the cash in, and then Damian Priest is the reason why they lose the tag titles, and that's what causes him to get kicked out. All right, I'm ready for it, man. Whatever, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Saturday we had collision. Uh, Daniel Garcia and Andrade had a damn good match. Was, but why was he choked out? He just was, had a great match with MJF, and why do you lose all your momentum like that? Yeah, I know. He's Daniel Garcia's had ten, two damn good matches, and then he gets choked up by Andrade. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get this. I don't get the, the. I don't get that. I don't get you're building this guy up. You're putting him against a champion, and then you have him tap out the next match. Well, they build him and had him on every damn show for like a year. Then and the dancing's over. Ugh. I'm just but saying it's over. Yeah, it is. It's definitely over. I mean, it, it's it's huge. Uh, LFI and the workhorseman. I'm a big fan of the workhorseman. So is, so is James. They're yeah, right. underrated. I believe they're so underrated. JD Shout Drake out JD Drake. Is. JD very Drake is a fucking hoss, dude. He is very intimidating. Also, I'll tell you, he is a bar fight away from kicking a lot of ass. Yeah, he's a badass <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> Well, he was an Evolve or something. I seen him on the network, and he was one of the champions. And um, he had a damn good man. He was a damn good wrestler, man. He's very underrated. Well, I hear he's a shooter too. Hey, boy, howdy! <laughs> Those chops, man. Good God! This is so inside. <laughs> <laughs> Monday Night Raw was. I didn't. There wasn't a whole lot of Monday Night Raw. Like I said, I, we saw. McIntyre ch- turn. We saw Tommaso Ciampa and Ludwig Kaiser. Pretty good match. And uh, I liked Ivar and the Miz. 
Yes. I think that was a damn good match. Ivar's showing out, man. He's awesome. Bro. Oh, he's so good, man. Oh. But uh, NXT was good. We had Chase U losing the titles they just won two weeks ago. What to was that about? And, yeah. I, was, I there's way like too much going doing. on. Way too much going on in that faction right now for me. At first I, think, I was liking it. Now I don't know. I think they're about to turn a heel or chase or the leader's going to turn a heel. wouldn't surprise me. And then uh, Wesley and Barry Corbin had a damn good match. And uh, Dynamite. Uh, not a lot of wrestling. But uh, I'll tell you my match of the night, not just because of reasons that y'all think. Y'all think. Scott Blue, Red Velvet tore the damn... They tore up the map. Red Velvet is so much better than she was before she got hurt. I'm glad you brought her up. I was going to ask you about that match if you didn't. No, uh, so what are they doing with her? Like, I, it looks like they're almost like they're squashing her, but they're not. Like, they're they're giving her good matches, but you know she's going to lose. Do you agree with that? Yeah, because they're pushing sky blue right now. Yeah, I like yeah, just returned. I like it. I was I was driving home from uh, Williams Wrestling Meet when that match was going on, so I had it on my phone, but I just had my earbud in listening to it. And just listening to it without watching it, it it I could tell it was like a good match. It was. It, I think it was, you know, it was one of their best women's matches they've had on that show in a while. Yeah, I mean, I I was definitely interested without even like watching it itself, just listening to it. I'm like, oh man, this is damn good. And the way the commentary were and everything on it, it I mean, it brought it out 100. percent uh, I'm on the fence about the Blackpool Comeback Club against Hook and Orange Cassidy. I don't know if I like that match or not. What do y'all think? I don't know if I like the Blackpool Comeback. I don't like. I don't know if I like that group anymore because I don't know what they are. <laughs> right. Every no, week hurt. they're either face. I, I understand that they're just badasses, and I guess that's the idea is they can go either like any way they want, like a Stone Coldish kind of way. Like we're not good, we're not bad. Well, Stone Cold didn't want to be a babyface, James. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Like he was just a badass that became a babyface. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with me. It's like they just they fight whoever, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just get confused, especially Moxley. And, and then shout out to now uh, Will Hobbs for slamming uh, Big Show or what do you want to call him now? But uh, oh, Paul White, yeah, slamming him. Yeah, Captain Insane on the Vega. But it's slamming him on the damn hood of the car, man. I Shout out to the powerhouse. Shout out to Paul White for taking that bump, too. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have to do that, and he did. Well, see, and I mentioned, and I want y'all's opinion on this, because I thought he was going to wrestle like Andre did, like, in his like later years, like, pretty much to stay in one spot. He wasn't, and if you notice, even throughout the whole match, there wasn't him like going around anywhere. It was just him in one spot doing some stuff. And then for him to take that move, that was, you know, something different. I thought he was going to be like choke slam Hobbs to it. I thought that, that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's having knee problems. That's why he's not moving a whole lot. He's older. <laughs> they all have knee problems if they're it's giants. I mean, it definitely is. It's, you know, one of those things. But I figured, you know, he's going to show him just standing somewhere, just doing a couple of hits or doing this or doing that. But then for him to take that move, like you said, you know, yeah. shout out to him for doing it. Something he did not have to do. No. At all. What about a Bushi run in the end of the match with the shovel? After they already <laughs> won. Like I hate what they're doing with him. They're just I making think, him I think that new hip he got. He's officially signed with W with AEW as well. WCW. 
Abushi was such a badass when it, you know he, he come for the Cruiserweight Classic and everything like that. And then now, I think AEW's ruining him. I, I know you're. I know you're finishing up here, but I want to just go back to one thing before we move on. I want to talk about uh, Trick William. Do you think Trick can be uh, NXT champion with because he's over with the crowd? Can he be the champion in the next couple months? Are they going to demand it? He's it more depends. over than uh, he's more over than anybody there right now, it, right? It, it depends how they book him and who they put him against. Is I don't see him not there yet, or I just don't see him beating Ilya Dragunov. But why not? People are rooting for him. They pushed Dragon off to the moon, and he's beat everybody. It would have to be some kind of triple threat or something to where that trick. Whoop that trick. Put a triple threat with Carmelo Hayes in there. There you go. That's what I was going to say. It's definitely going to be that. It's definitely going to be that. That's exactly what I was going to say, Devin. Put trick Carmelo and he Dragon off in like a three way, and the trick pin Carmelo. I love it. Yep. I, I just don't want to see you get beat right now because he's just a badass dude and he's a damn good NXT champion. You hear us, WWE? Take it. Millions will love it. All right, so I got one for y'all. Who, who's going to be the new signee? Which they already know by now when they're listening, but... That's true. For NXT? For AEW. No, 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 for AEW. For, for, I, think uh, it's Osprey. I think one it's Osprey. One of the best in the world. Osprey's not clear till February. And... None of the WC or WWE guys are available yet. Bojo Raleigh. Uh Ali. <laughs> Ali was only it was he was only on a 30 day. He was in XT. I, I had think, someone in mind, I, I can't remember who I was thinking, so sorry. Uh I'll probably yell it down the, the, the end of this uh episode like Adam would. Do you think it'd be Sasha Banks? That's that's who I picked. That is who I picked. I did it today on Twitter. I I, I did that. That's the only one that makes sense to me. He's already that's been only, there. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only one that you know can. Do. I, like you said, Osprey's not. Yeah. He has to be cleared from that injury by now. Because didn't she break her ankle or something? She doesn't even have to be cleared. She can just come out. I know, but yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm sure she's cleared. Like she's good to go now. So yeah, she she just did a thing online saying that she's going to be at a major promotion. Yeah, there's WWE, right? <laughs> she would be great on the women's, like the babyface side of war games, though. Her and Paige going at it, I would love to see that match. Or what's, what's your name now? Not Soraya. right now because they're not doing anything with Soraya. They're just, they put the championship on her, then she got beat, then she disappears. I know, but I, I still think that'd be a good match. It would be if they did it right, definitely. Shout out Tony Storm for every time they open the door, everything turned black and white, then they closed it and it went <laughs> freaking awesome. That, yeah, that's entertainment that. right there. That They're was doing a real good job with that. Yeah, I love it. And then the, the new butler, I'm, I'm he's he's got well, he was, he's he's been around and a long Luther? time. Yeah, Luther. Yeah, it's yeah. Luther. I'm like, it's Luther. I, I didn't Luther. recognize him. I recognize him, but I didn't. So I looked it up. I'm like, no shit, that is who it is. I, yeah. It took me a minute. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. I like, I like, like it the Butler thing. Yeah. Very different. RJ City's the only one that can talk. He's to funny. <laughs> I love RJ City. He does that. Uh, Welcome to Hey EW. I watch every single one of them. They're so funny. Hey EW. Yeah. Welcome to Hey EW. My guest is so and so. Hey. And then they'll just sit there and look at him. He'll kind of look at the sign. Oh, I thought it was you. Hey, you. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> 
Shout out well. RJ from Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. <laughs> Different RJ. <Yeah. laughs> they had SoCal Val on last week. She said she's water cooler hot. You know what that means? She's the only one there in the office, and so she's water cooler hot. Mm. She's the only female in the office. Love that line. Loved it. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's all the wrestling. I don't think it was a strong. It was a good week. It was, I mean, I, I feel like the last few weeks before this was good, especially the lead up to uh, Full Gear. I think it could have been a little better. And what a show think, it was! I think usually like that, <laughs> like two weeks before a pay per view is usually pretty is usually pretty good. Like, hey, you what about Hangman Page stealing Swerve's weed? We didn't even talk about that. Whoa. That was Prince Nana's weed. <laughs> or Prince, yeah, like, steal this weed. Steal that this is, weed. I forgot about That's that. Tough. That's actually funny. <laughs> that was the greatest chant in AW history. <laughs> I know, Devin liked that. <laughs> I know I like, Brad liked that. And Prince Nana's <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that. And then he says, I would steal weed. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. He went from, I didn't do that, to no, you're not going to steal my stuff. That was pretty damn funny. That's it on my end, guys. Back to you, James. Oh, hey, uh, you know, another great week of wrestling. A lot of shit going on right now, you know. As uh, as the uh, end of the calendar year is, uh, you know, coming up. Things are getting set up. Pay-per-views are happening. You know what I mean? So, good stuff all around. Appreciate that, Adam. Uh, So, I'm just going to get into it. So, uh, okay. I work. <laughs> that is actually, now that one, that's the one that I really get embarrassed by. I don't like that picture at all. The jean jacket, brother. I love Ain't it. it. It's, it's the pose. Ain't it. The pose. And this is one of those childhood memories. I remember this photo shoot and the glamour shot thing, and I was not a fan. Not yes. a fan. You look like you like it. Oh, yeah. If there's making, one reason, called making your mama happy is what that, that is. If there's a reason at all to watch this on Premier Streaming Network, it's this week right now. It's because you see, uh, as of right now, you see three badass pictures of James's childhood. So that is uh, definitely the reason to watch on Premier right now. Hey, you can keep it up during this segment. I have no shame. No shame, James. I've done a lot of embarrassing shit in my life, and I've owned up to it, so it is what it is, you know? Like I said, that was, well, two weeks ago or something, I am one of one. There is only one James L. Corai, and it's me, baby. So I, right. I'll own that. I have no confidence, but I'm very confident in that thing. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I basically, I work at a commissary on base. And for those who don't know, it is a uh, grocery store, like on a uh, arm or military bases, you know, depending on what branch. And I uh, basically work in ordering an inventory. And uh, so we, you know, I like maintain like the numbers really. I don't get to mess with the, the truck ordering per se. I just have to deal with what comes in basically. And I've been, we have a thing called overrides. What an override is, is if a case comes in, it goes out to the shelf, it won't fit and comes back. Then that's kind of on my position group. Like, Hey, why did you order this? Like, you know, it's an extra case. Like we don't need it. So, uh, I complain that we have too many overrides, but I never get to do the truck. You know, all the, all of my coworkers pretty much do it instead of me. So uh, I proposed to my boss, hey, why don't you let me do the truck? Because I'm tired of having the same dumb shit on this override list. 
So why don't you let me do the truck for one month, the month of December, during the holidays, when warehouses are usually out of stuff. And I was like, let me take on this challenge. Let me put my money where my mouth is. Let me do the orders for one month. And we'll see if your override percentage and your not in stock percentage improve with me doing the truck compared to y'all doing the truck. You know, let me, uh, y'all say I bitch about it all the time. Let me do it. Let me take on the challenge during the holidays. And I bet you I can improve those numbers. And my boss just straight up was like, well, 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 we'll talk. We'll see. We'll talk. So I'm an employee trying to uh, like put my money where my mouth is, trying to help out and trying to show that I can do it better. Not sure or not show that I can do it better, but just like give me a chance to see if I can do it better. And I'm taking that initiative to move forward. And my boss's response is, nah, <laughs> like stay in your fucking lane. You know what I mean? Number one, I think they're nervous because they know I'll do it better. But number two, it's like, how are you going to fucking like cage me like that? Like, and just push me aside. Wouldn't you want an employee that is willing to step up and take that responsibility? You know, isn't that what any company would want? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so it's kind of just like bullshit. And I deal with a lot of dumbass shit in my job. And I know I've said it, you know, a bunch on here. But like, that's one of those things where I just feel like, I'm in a cage and I know I have good uh, skills and I just can't show my skills. And number two, like, you know, I'm like, it's like running my head into a brick wall, like every fucking day, just running my head into a brick wall. Like, let me help out. Let me make things better for everyone. And uh, so when I talk about like, Hey, sit back, relax, ease your uh, troubles. I'm very thankful. You know, it's a thankful month. It's a thankful holiday. I'm very thankful for this podcast. And my boys right here, and I'm very, very thankful for our fans and listeners and everybody that gives us feedback. Because when I say sit back and relax and ease your mind, maybe I'm talking to the mirror <laughs> more than I'm talking to y'all. But, uh, like, this means a whole hell of a fucking lot to me, and it is definitely a good escape for me. Because I just feel like, if, how can you fucking shut me down on that offer? Like, how can you just, ah, ah we'll see. Like, wait, wait, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I've never worked for a place that's just like, wouldn't you want someone to step up and do that and take the initiative? It just boggles my mind. So uh, in closing, I guess, I'm very thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for the fans. And, uh, you know, sit back, relax, and all that stuff, you know, because, uh, hey, it's your show, baby. We're here to entertain. And thank you, you guys specifically, and the fans, you know. Thank you guys for uh, this it's fun as fuck, and it helps me just fucking, you know, get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is my sit-back, relax, and escape type thing every week. Love it. And, uh, you know, be thankful, you know? I'm very, very thankful for this, and, you know, be thankful for uh, everyone. Enjoy your time with your families and everything. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep plugging away because somebody really appreciates it. And, uh, you know, never give up hope and always keep striving forward and, Thanks for listening. Love every minute of it. And, uh, hey, we're going to be here. So, uh, you know, get used to us. We ain't going nowhere. And, yeah, that's the spirit right there, you know. Keep pushing. Be thankful. Enjoy what you can. And fight through the bullshit that you can't. And, hey, come out on the other side. Kick out it too, baby. Love it. Good shit, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I know I'm meant for more, and it just fucking sucks to be, like, just straddled, like, you know, corralled. I hate that shit. Amen. But, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so that being said, 
uh, you know, I'm going to move it on over to Devin. So, Devin, what you got for us this week? This is another edition <laughs> of No Our Crew. And this week it. is the first week that the entire crew is here that I've done it. So, mm. for the first question this week, what is your favorite non-sports movie of all time? This is non-sports or wrestling. Because we've talked about it twice today already. Back to the Future. <laughs> Great trilogy. Love all Love three it. of them. Love it all. The original is your favorite? Yeah. It was just so unique. I saw it in the theater. I know you guys are like one and negative 27. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I saw it in the theater and it was a big deal. And I was kind of like confused a little bit by it because I was young. But it was I thought it was awesome. I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan. Good pick. Mm. Us, one of mine, Lone Star State of Mind. It's one of those like C-rated, B-rated movies, you know, something like that. It has, um, who is it? The guy from Dawson Creek on there or something like that. Jonathan uh, Markson? From Varsity no, Blues, yeah. <laughs> something Dawson or Jackson. Something Jackson. Oh, okay. Michael yeah. Jackson? Samuel? <laughs> no, he's talking about Josh uh, Jackson. Josh Jackson. Jackson. Oh. The guy, and then has the guy from um, the new guy. Oh, he's you know, the best. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I love the new he's guy. Broke dick. Um, <laughs> Ryan Hertz is in there. Um, Jamie something, whatever her name is, she's in it. That movie is freaking hilarious. Jamie Prince. What is it called again? Um, Lone Star State of Mind. It is. Funny as hell. And then that also, another one that I love, and there's certain parts of it. Has Johnny, movie, Knoxville, huh? <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, The Ringer. Oh, you come on. Watch the Ringer, <sighs> you gotta, have you watched it? Yes. That's a sports movie. It is. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. My bad. Okay, so that one's out. <laughs> but when the dude comes up and says, when the fuck did we get ice cream? <laughs> Dude, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, all right. No one starts to mind is mine. Adam, James? Uh, well, mine's it's Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. It's Law Abiding Citizen. Great movie. Second time movie. You've, you've mentioned that movie on this show. I love that movie. And then Olympus Has Fallen with right. Gerard Butler is also a damn good movie. Olympus Has Fallen is good. So I'll, I'll go with them too. I immediately thought of Goodfellas because I just really, really love that movie. I know it's a it's a long movie for sure, but I love the shit out of it. Uh, Scarface is damn good too, but Saving Silverman, I love the shit out of that movie. <laughs> you know what movie? That. You know what movie I just watched for the first time? The Untouchables. Hmm. Mm. Just Saving- watched it for the first time, man. It's actually pretty good. Saving Silverman coming in the air. And Anchorman. I can watch Anchorman. Anchorman a thousand times. Dumb and Dumber, big fan of that one too. But uh, yeah, I, I want to watch Saving Silverman right now. Oh, I want to watch it right now, guys. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> wanna, when we get when we when we log out, I'm watching the Walt Card. The Dewey Cox story. Oh, great movie. Such uh, a awesome, good movie. Awesome soundtrack. Awesome soundtrack. 
You don't want none of this, do we? You don't want this candy. <laughs> you can take my kids, but you leave my monkey. <laughs> All right, mine was Young Guns. I had Young Guns one and two. I love Good both stuff. of them. Good stuff. Blaze of Glory, baby. We could talk about movies forever, so I had to yeah. cut us off. <laughs> Sling Blade. How do you forget Sling Blade? <laughs> we didn't forget it. I, I see it on TikTok of um, Step Brothers, and there's a deleted scene. <laughs> And man, that's just funny. Somehow the one guy was saying, I'm going to take the family business. And guy's like, I'm a fucking doctor. How are you going to take the family business? <laughs> I made a kid here for the first time in their nine years life. Well, what the hell? Anybody can hear. They got two ears. Oh my goodness. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> Talk about Moby Dick. Sweet Led Zeppelin joke. Sweet Led Zeppelin joke. All right. All right. Question number two. What is your favorite color and why? Well, I'm a big fan of red, but I love it when it's complimented with black. Hey, oh, why is that? Wolfpack is back because mass destruction. KOC for life, brother. I figured, but I wanted to. <laughs> no, I, I love it. Look at that. Look at this. Look at my background. How I think you're, you're just you being like that. Adam because the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh. Yeah. No. Actually, these <laughs> colors also are my high school colors. Cool. <laughs> the Hickory Hornets, red and black. No lie, red's my favorite color, and red black's my favorite color scheme. Yes. Yeah. I'll let y'all take <laughs> no a guess. What, I'll let y'all guess what mine is. Red. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves red and black. Y'all are fucking geniuses. Y'all what? All right. So question number two is: super Mike, easy. you're red, black too. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> clean sweet, baby. <laughs> All right. So, question number three. You didn't answer yours. Mine's red. The oh my, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, question number three. What was one of the themes of one of your birthday parties growing up? Come on, oh. man. Seriously. <laughs> I think right. I know Adams. <laughs> I didn't really have themes, but the my back in those days, the Super Bowl was at the end of January, and my birthday would uh some I had like Super Bowl birthday parties. Yeah, cool. Which Did was it cool. ever land right on your birthday? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then when and then they started doing it a week later because of the bye week, and it was my son's birthday. Mm -hmm. Now it's Valentine's Day, which all the women are really thrilled about. <laughs> uh, remember guys treat your ladies so you can enjoy the super bowl i mean really it's it's, it's insane that they didn't think of that <laughs> right. i i got two two on this one one All time right. one it was my, one of my birthdays i it's not so much a theme we just went to the skating park but i remember that one because it was the first time i got to ride on the back of the motorcycle with my stepdad after like after the party like after the party and the reason that one right there is so like i remember it is as we were pulling out the parking lot somebody cut out in front of him and i guess because he said something i guess i don't know it was because he was in skates for a couple of hours or what his foot was feeling funny but we ended up sliding on damn some gravel and we wrecked on the motorcycle which i mean it was just a tip over but my first time on motorcycle before we got out of the parking lot, wrecked. That's memories are made. Yeah. Is that is that your favorite theme? No, I said, 
Yeah, I didn't have no skating, theme for me. Skating party was the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but for William, it was his fourth birthday, I think it was. We did a zombie-themed birthday party because he's big in, in zombies. But we did it at the park. So we were at a big park, bunch of kids there and everything else, and every kid that was with us was painted up and dressed up as a zombie. That's cool. So we had a bunch of damn zombies like running around. Kids crying everywhere. (laughs) No, only only Mike was crying. Freaking amazing. I mean, like William's face paint and everything else was amazing. I'll I'll post a picture of it. Mike was running around with a Nerf gun. (laughs) Taking them all out. We had like Nerf zombie guns and everything. Somebody somebody help. It was amazing. Like his birthday cake was a picture of him as a zombie. And that, that, that's what it was. It was just freaking cool. Go ahead, James. Uh, when I was in third grade, pretty much the only, like, themed uh, birthday party I ever had. But, uh, you know, it's morphing time. Because that was right when the Power Rangers movie came out, you know. So, uh, and it was right when the VHS came out. Because they went to that holiday push, you know, my birthday. Uh, as you're listening to this, my birthday is Sunday. So, uh, send your boy, uh, you know, with some money. PayPal is at James L. Corrott. No, I'm kidding. I thought I'd cash out by the tuna. Uh, yeah, Happy birthday! Else. But yeah, this uh, as you're listening, the 26th is my birthday. But the Power Rangers movie came out on VHS, so I got that for my birthday. A couple friends, you know, got me uh, like some action figures and stuff, and we had a birthday where we pretty much just uh, played with the toys and watched the movie. So that's the only like themed one I had, and you know, you know, dun 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 dun, dun yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I have a shitload of action figures, too. Probably worth some money, no, not going to lie. But, yeah, Power Rangers theme one. The only one I, the only themed one I ever had. Fucking awesome. Unless you colored on them like your Hulk Hogan. Easy. Uh, so, Adam. Matt, I know you'll know this. James, you might. Oh, yeah. California Raisins. Yeah, that's what you showed us last week. Right up there, I've got right, right there. I've got oh. some of them up there. So I had the California raisins growing up a couple of times, and I always had Ninja Turtles. I, when I turned thirty, I had a Ninja Turtle theme cake. Heroes in a half shell, baby. Total power, by golly. <laughs> that's Sorry, awesome. I, I ain't afraid to say it. I had Ninja Turtles at thirty. I probably have it at forty next year too. Forty, huh? Do you remember when you were 40 about 12 years ago? <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, all right. And one of my themes growing up was uh, I had a party at McDonald's. I don't know if you guys ever had that or went to one of those yeah. where they they have like someone in a Grimace costume and you know, like a bunch of, you play like pin the tail on the donkey on the wall. And, like, a bunch of, was it in the years? <laughs> So this is a bunch of fun little games. And y'all is, got a free Happy Meal, or my mom probably paid for it. But there yeah. was a clown. There was a clown at that party, but it wasn't, it wasn't Ronald McDonald. There was another clown following you around. Hey, producer, check your phone real quick. Oh, oh here, we here we go. Come here, little boy. You want a Happy Meal? <laughs> I think uh, an Elkari family member and Mike are continuing to be in the <laughs> entire <laughs> episode. Oh, never mind. I, I think Mike's asking for pictures and claiming they're for the show. He's probably got some. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of my segment. <laughs> uh, 
Talk right. about Mike's Mike's minute meat minute. Yeah, oh man, I missed a week and a half, so I'm back. I'm bringing it up. Ancient. So, now we see why you were out getting outcry pictures. <laughs> Paparazzi <laughs> on me. Oh wait, it's just Mike. <laughs> I was looking at the mastigo. Dear God. No. Here we go. Okay. Oh, the zombies. The zombie one. Gotcha. Where's so, your face paint, Mike? I, I, I forgot my Waka waka waka. That's me and William and his sister. And then we got one more to, coming up. If he shows up, boom. There's a cake. Damn. That <laughs> be a badass damn birthday right there to go to as a kid. A good ass cake. Right. That would be. Hey, good uh good pictures for the the theme of no our crew this week. Right? And you can what? see those pictures on Premier Streaming Network. What kid wears Fubu? Hey, that's for us by us. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, that's an adult line. That's not for a four-year-old. No, he might have been three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay then. Yeah, it's okay. Poo-poo baby. <laughs> well, is it time wow. to uh rock this town on a uh, match number two? Never thought we'd get here. Uh, <laughs> well. Hey, to keep the Thanksgiving tradition, we're going with a uh, another uh, late-year match. It is <laughs> Dallas Page versus Eddie Guerrero. Buckle up, buckaroos, because uh, who knows how long we're going to talk about this. It is for the, uh, well, it's a U.S. title uh, tournament final for the U.S. championship. It took place at Starcade 1996, which was December 29th, 1996 of that same year. And it took place at the uh, Municipal Auditorium in Nash. Wait a second. We just did this. Oh, look at that photo, baby. Christmas. Those cars actually look, you know, fairly. Within 30 years. That red stripe looks Photoshopped to shit. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a crisp ass picture. I like it. A lot of nice red. (laughs) That place looks hard. That looks familiar. Weren't we there a year or two ago? Oh. For Flair's last match? We weren't. You. <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> I, I think you're the y'all... only one that was there. I... I thought one of y'all, one of y'all went. No, uh, we don't have, we don't have Adam money. Right? <laughs> it's, a, it's two hours down the road. <laughs> hey, true. You can watch Ric Flair's last match here on Premier Streaming Network. Yeah. Had an attendance of 9,030. <laughs> it had a buy rate of 345,000. You know, Piper Hogan obviously helped with that, and uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, had a match length of 15 minutes and 20 seconds, and Meltzer gave this one three stars. But, you know, that's enough about that. Devin, how did we get here? The U.S. title tournament final. DDP won the Lord of the Ring ring early in 1996. <laughs> Two weeks later, Eddie Guerrero would challenge him. Eddie Guerrero would get a small package and the victory <laughs> on DDP. He would officially win that Lord of the Rings ring, but immediately after, DDP would destroy Eddie Guerrero, hitting him with three straight diamond cutters and then a couple off of the top turnbuckle 
it was uh, it was pretty brutal until uh, Chavito came down to make the save. Eddie uh, storyline: Eddie Guerrero was hurt uh, in real life. Eddie was off perfecting his work in Japan. DDP would feud with Chavito for a little while until Eddie would return. Eddie would return and immediately go after DDP. Him and DDP would have a fantastic match at Halloween Havoc that DDP actually said was one of the matches that really put him on the map as a superstar. Uh, Eddie would actually make a last-minute decision in the match and allow DDP to hit him with a diamond cutter and win. So this was the whole, was the third and final match. It was the two men were on each side of the bracket, won all their way up, and here we would see who would be the new United States champion. So who knocked out Gandalf in that Lord of the Ring ring tournament? Uh, it was Sam probably Wise, NWO Wise, helping DDP. Samwise is Rudy, so wouldn't he come back and win? But I figured Gandalf would run the whole thing. Waka, waka, waka. So we have DDP's <laughs> entrance, then Eddie Grows right after. Did you like his attire, uh, Devin? Uh, I I don't know. I can't really get behind this. Eddie's that is. Eddie Guerrero attire. DDP, he looked like the man. Like always, he's got the sunglasses looking cool. Eddie is just <laughs> him in the singlet. Is just I, I was never really a fan of it. So did this feel Brett, like? Brett, Brett, Brett. Hey, before yeah. we get going, uh, did y'all notice on DDP's entrance, it was dubbed over with the music, but they still had the subtitles on. Uh, it was. I did notice the commentators were talking. But we don't know that if you watch on Peacock. Now, if you watch on the network overseas, maybe they have the commentary there. But, uh, yeah, because I was watching. I was like, fuck, is my Peacock messing up? <laughs> so did I. I. I didn't know if it was just my Peacock, but then I watched it the second time. But, yes, you're right. My closed caption was working because I put the closed caption on just so yeah. in case I want to read the moves and stuff like that. Or just it just helps you, really, with the, when but, you really dive into these matches. But, is, is yeah, DDB's no noise. music copyrighted? Because it's like a knockoff of Smells Like Teen Spirit, isn't it? Self high five. Yeah. But they didn't play that on this one. No, they didn't. You're right. That's probably the reason. And then when Eddie came in, bam, commentary just kicks right back in. But did you, did Mike, did this feel rushed to you, these two entrances? Yeah, they kind of went out too quick. Like, I, I, you think they had a for time on the match? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it just was very odd to me how quickly. Usually, the ma I swear these entrances are half the match sometimes. But uh, it was Gene, crazy. It was crazy seeing Eddie Guerrero getting pyro like that because he was one of the cruiserweights and, you know, him coming up, at, getting out of that cruiserweight, you know, tagline or whatever they went by back then. This was a big deal. So it was cool to see him get all this pyro. But James, who are the announcers? Well, glad you asked because we have uh, Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan and the American Dream, the... Uh, the father of a grandson of a plumber, Dusty Rhodes. They lock up. Does the crowd not seem too excited, Devin? Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like the crowd wasn't fully into it at first, but these are two of the greatest wrestlers at the time, so they definitely would uh, would improve that. Arm drag Guerrero, a lot of showmanship by both early. Adam, are the guys trying to build excitement for the crowd? And who's the referee? Uh, referee Scott Dickinson in this match. And I think they're kind of slow playing it because this is, Eddie, you know, like I said, Ed Guerrero is the, uh, he's the luchador. He'd make, you know, he did a lot in Mexico and 
he's used to the fast-paced stuff, so him slowing down was just probably something DDP said, hey, look, this crowd, we're going to get behind them. And I don't know what matches happened before this either, so. That's true. Dropkick by Eddie, now both on the outside. DDP in control on the outside, raking eyes and using steps. DDP hitting like Sheamus here a little bit. Eddie pulls him over the ropes. Mike, is this too early in both of their careers to have a big feel? No, I mean, they're still young. They're trying to get him over. So, I mean, why, like, why not do something like this? Yeah, this this was the sixth match of the night. So, you yeah, know, the crowd cool. might, you know, the crowd might not be into it as much because they didn't see Ultimo Dragon, Dimalenko. Um, they they just saw. Let's see, it was Medusa when she was in the second match, and then Rey Mysterio, Jason Thunder Liger, uh, Chris Benoit, Jeff Jarrett, and then the Outsiders against the Faces of Fear. So they didn't see a bunch of big name guys. Gotcha. The crowd just might have been kind of tired right here. Swanton over the top rope by Eddie, drop toe hold by Eddie. Now armbar goes on for a while. DDP gets out, throws down Eddie, who bounces back up twice. Very athletic, James. Eddie's athleticism is off the charts, isn't it? Uh, it definitely is here. And uh, they do point out a bunch of size discrepancies, but Eddie is like, a, you know, more, it seems a little, very agile. And uh, I don't know if you bring this up during your notes, but I want to bring it up for sure. Commentary talked a lot about the main event. And ah, you much. bastard. Okay, never mind. That's <laughs> uh, all right. That's all right. Um, that, that, that's hey, we're live, baby. As you well, said, I mean, you know, if you're going to ask it later, I digress. Eddie lowers uh, the rope. DDP head out, head of steam out of the ring. Eddie crossbody off the top rope out of the ring. Dallas drops Eddie's chin on the top rope turnbuckle. Um, then Eddie's neck on the top rope. Devin, is it hard to tell? Who, and this goes into the question you asked, um, Devin. Is this hard to tell who's the heel and who's the baby face here? Uh, yeah, it definitely is because DDP is doing a lot of healer stuff to me, but you kind of feel like the crowd's behind DDP more. Like, uh, to, to me, it feels like that. And Eddie's kind of doing more of the baby face work. Like Eddie DDP's getting a lot of the heat here, which normally that's the heel that's drawn more of the heat first on the baby face. And he's doing a lot of selling. It, it is. It's, it's really like two tweeners just going at it really just, uh, I'm loving the feud that they have. Adam, is this match you? Is this a match you would show to maybe um, students uh, or people that are young inside of Spartan? Yeah, probably so. I mean, um, you know, because anything in Agrero, especially him and DDP, because how can you have a bad match between these two guys? Right. And and to go back on heel and babyface, they were talking about DDP. You know, the ring and not giving it to him and doing all this stuff. I thought it was pretty clear DDP was the heel because he was. Uh, not doing what he was said he's gonna do as far as like not giving the ring to Eddie and you know doing all this shit behind his back and that's what I felt too. But also like the crowd was behind DDP. It yeah, was like, weird. Yeah, I think it's yeah, and I think because of Eddie being that cruiserweight, those matches you can't tell who the damn baby facing heel is. So they probably just used to cheering for Eddie or for whoever you know. And DDP is just he's the star. Of the match and, and DDP's involved in something, you know, so maybe yeah, it's like getting some cheers. Reverse pile driver to Eddie, I think that's what it was. <laughs> that was a sweet ass move, yeah, great picture. Well, that yeah, was it was like a back, yeah, reverse uh, tombstone or something. It was different. I, 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 they didn't say what it was, 
So I said reverse pile driver. Um, that was close, I thought. Uh, DDP and control. Mike, why is the why is the, the title not at ringside? Is it on the line? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Well, they bring it up and it comes up later, so we'll find out. All right. <laughs> James, all right. So this is funny, James. This is are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. All right. So I was at, I was gonna ask you how Dusty's commentary is, but then I, right after it I said, so after I said this, I realized there was a light of a lot of Piper Hogan talk. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it uh it is kind of weird how it's a lot about the main event and uh it's not really uh much about the match. I will say Closed captioning had a lot of fun with Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> you know, I it's kind of more comical to watch because, you know, it's a lot of like auto-generated captioning. And on Dusty, they fucked up a bunch of stuff, which I thought was funny. But I do have a uh I do have a Dusty quote that had me dying laughing. Do you remember uh I don't, do you talk about the froggy splash uh in your notes? I do, but go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they're talking about the froggy splash and all that stuff. Uh Dusty is saying it, obviously. And then he was like, <laughs> if he was to catch him in the froggy splash with the diamond cutter, it'd be a squash frog. No, that's, I didn't say I didn't. I didn't Dynamite that. stuff right there, yeah. dude. I was dying. Like, because no, like, you got to imagine like the dusty, like half list thing. You know, if he was to uh, catch him with a froggy splash with a diamond cutter. That's you know? <laughs> pretty good. Squash frog. <laughs> so yeah, that line got me. But yeah, closed captioning had a bunch of fun with Dusty. But the commentary solely about the main event. And then, like, randomly calling moves, I think it kind of takes away from the oh. match itself. I know we've had this discussion many times when we yeah, watch matches. I just think I, I kind of want to ask JR about that. Like, hey, man, like, I know you're selling the main event, but you got to – are you not – you say you try to put people over, but if you're talking about the main event, you're not putting any of these guys over in the current match. Like, I'd yeah. ask Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Because I know you get to talk to him pretty regular. Oh, there it is. <laughs> hey Devin, would you buy the hey, Heenan, would you buy the the Heenan book of cheats? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Tony Schiavone referred to that. <laughs> when, he, I don't remember exactly what Heenan said, but I would do this to be a cheater. Yeah, we, we uh, I thought it was a great line by Schiavone. We can't undersell the fact that Schiavone, Heenan, and Dusty, like on commentary, dude, that is a that's a dynamite trio right there. Man. It really is. No Dynam pun intended, Dynamite, yeah, there you go. Yeah, no pun intended, but <laughs> no yeah, pun at that all. Was, that was that's a good fucking trio. Dusty and Bobby bouncing off of each other, and then Tony kind of you know mediating and mitigating it. Awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah, Dusty and Bobby. There's that one line he says something about. I'm glad his boots are tied. He'd have knocked him right <laughs> out of him or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. I gotta go back to that boots are tied. He's like, yeah, because he would have knocked him out of his boots. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh, great stuff. Abdominal stretch applied by DDP. Swinging neckbreaker DDP. Eddie kickout. Oh, go back. Go back. There, we, there it is. Perfect picture. You knew go this back. was going to happen, Brad. Go back to the abdominal stretch. Abdominal stretch. Abdominal stretch DDP using the rope now. Adam using is the rope. There we go. That's how you know he's a heel right there, baby. Adam, right there. is the ref ticking you off in this sequence with the rope? Or do you no. think it's storytelling? It's good because... It's the usual, you know, he checks twice and misses it third time, catches him. I would have kicked his arm off the rope because that's what I've had to do before. Or, you know, I would have chopped his arm down. You're like, hey, let go. Or I'd have added a little bit more to it, but it's class classic. He'll fool in the referee. Abdominal that's stretch by Eddie, but he's not tall enough to hold it, according to Heenan. <laughs> that was funny. 
Two cow kicks. You need to do one night. When you got somebody doing something like this and they're grabbing the ropes, you need to smack their hand like a kid. You know when a kid grabs something they're not supposed to? Pop them. I did that when I was at Rocket City. There was The girl was actually pulling the rope back and I smacked her hand. So she let go of the rope because the, the baby face was trying to go for the rope to get a rope break. And she was pulling the rope away from him. So I went and pow. So it was, I That's love good. that. I love that stuff, man. It hurts. You do it to kid. I mean, they cry for like 20 minutes afterwards. I mean, all you got to do is boom. <laughs> it's a tough move, man. A two cow kicking his arm off. I'm bad. Sorry. That's all right. Two cow <laughs> kick out. Big clothesline by DDP. DDP is showboating too much, according to the announcers. But the match needs it for the crowd, don't you think, Mike? Um, No. I don't, I don't think they need the showboating. You I think, think the need... crowd's into this match? Because I do not. No. But, I mean, do you need a taunt or do you need to work? I don't know. I, I just think that they were they were trying things. Yeah, I, I think I, it's I, just I, a heel working the crowd. Yeah. They were. And, I, and you know, it's kind of like what Adam was saying. They were just tired. It, it was nothing to do with the match itself. They were just tired. So DDP, a uh, shoulder block by DDP, DDP into the ring post and hit it hard, according to the dream. Leg sweep to DDP, big shots to DDP. Announcers seem into it now. Headshots to the turnbuckle from uh, Eddie Guerrero to DDP. Did you watch this live, James? And were you um, an Eddie fan this far back? Uh, did not watch it live. Uh, you know, poor household and stuff. Well, not poor, but, you know... Uh... Not well off household in that financial state that we did. There was get. more stuff he needed other than WCW. Yeah, my, yeah, my parents were not ever. <laughs> we never got. Well, we got one pay per view live, but I digress on that. But no, uh, I do think. What was it? What was the uh, ha second half of your question? Were you an Eddie fan at this time? I, I kind of was. You know, obviously nothing real crazy uh, at this point compared to you know years later for sure, but uh. I, I will say that I was a uh, you know midway on both of these guys. Not saying they are mid. I'm just saying like there's a little bubbling under the surface for both of these guys around this time, and uh, it was kind of that uh, they're going from uh, B players to A players, you know, starting here. So there's a, a bubbling interest. I'll put it that way. There's definitely I couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah, agree like, more. They hey, weren't these guys are on the come up. They're on the yeah, come they, up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They were mid Carters. Yeah. I, I mean. That that leg sweep too, Brad. You mentioned that leg sweep. Yeah. The way uh, DDP landed, my God, man, he almost broke his damn neck. Yeah. You think, you think Mark McGuire swung a bat or Barry Bonds or something like swooping him off the feet? Yeah, it was he, it was a flipped, simple leg sweep, and he, he almost flipped way fucking back. Yeah. Suplex by Eddie. Cover out at two. Back body drop by Eddie. Misses the frog splash. Cocky cover by DDP. After that cover, did it seem about to? Did it seem to you, Mike or Devin? I mean. That this match, you knew who was going to win? Uh, you kind of thought who you knew was going to win. Uh, but, I mean, Eddie Guerrero won the first time they've won, or the first time in the face by just barely winning, by literally rolling them up. I know, DDP. I just feel like there's times when you just know. You know the spot, you know what's coming next. We've watched so much wrestling. Did Hogan. It <clears throat> what's that? Oh, uh, Hogan. <laughs> Oh, you, I really don't think you could tell here just because it was going either way. I wrote it for a reason. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I think I, I thought it here. I just wondered if you did. I, I'm just curious what everybody thinks. So DDP to the top. Eddie hits hits the rope and DDP goes down. Atomic drop by Eddie 
I guess, into the cover kick out. I know hey. you love that spot, Devin. Hey, no, I do. I, like that. I, I like was that. a great spot when he jumps up and a bam. Like yeah, that top rope atomic drop was great, man. That was perfect. Yeah, good picture. Bro. That is how Eddie won their very first match by the reverse atomic drop there, and then rolled up DDP. That was all right. So I, I love the callback. <laughs> I'm messing with you, Devin. I know you loved it. That's why I did that. <laughs> Another cover kick out. DDP goes for the diamond cutter. Eddie reverses into a backslide cover. Out of two. Now they're trading shots. Power bomb to Eddie, cover, kick out. You guys can finish your own sentences, Tony says. That is good shit when they're, the other two announcers are finished. man, Dusty and Bobby, like, I think we didn't appreciate it when it was going on as much as, because everybody talks yeah. about, you know, JR, you know, King, Gorilla, and, uh, you know, fucking uh, Jesse. Jesse. Shout out to Shivani there for picking that up. and yeah. And that was on the fly. He's like, really, guys? You finishing your sentences? <laughs> Loved it, dude. Loved it. This was I love shit like that. Good commentary. Shoulder to DDP, and we've got company. Big Sexy, Scott Hall, six, all coming down the ring. Scott Hall into the ring gives DDP the razor's edge. Not called that. Boy, howdy. That was a <laughs> that was grown hard man move. Isn't right that a hard-ass move? Man, that well, is it, a strong move. I think it was just like a... It looked like it was going sour, and then grown man strings from Scott Hall pretty much like made it happen. Yeah. So, so Adam, did this match need this? Because was something missing from it? No, this didn't need didn't need this at all, especially because they were out here on the match before this. So it was definitely not needed, just because. Oh, he turned them down to be the NWO. I just don't think this is the place of the time for it. I thought it needed it. I really did. I really thought this match. I'm not saying it wasn't technically good. I'm not saying the guys weren't working hard. I'm not, I'm just saying it just it, it it felt like it needed something, and I I, I thought it did. If it I, was I, just a regular match, yeah. But since it was for the title, I wish it would have been just a clean finish. I think it kind of makes sense with the storyline. Yeah, but just yeah. watching the match, it didn't need it. Okay. Yeah, because the- you know, like if somebody right now that's listening to us is just not watching the match. They have no idea what's going on. It makes no sense at all. So frog, frog splash. I'm sorry. Um, frog splash to DDP into the cover. One, two, three for the win. Does this match make DDP a big baby face? Because now he's fighting off the NWO. Like, yep. He's immediately. I didn't ask anybody. Sorry, guys. I just went into an opinion. I guess. He's been, but he's been fighting off the NWO during this. Yeah. Time. That's I just. But that's what I'm saying. Like match wise, it made no sense. Storyline, it made it. But I mean, but they were trying to get him to join. Yeah, because he rejected them. They were involved last match. Yeah, involved this match. Like you know, Mike's saying, if you're watching it just this, Mm. you don't realize that last match they interfered or interfered. You know, too. All right. Just like our first match, one of the guys is involved in two feuds at the time. Oh. Eddie's I, just, I, I prefer the clean finishes for a title, especially a tournament. I just yeah. for the prestige of the title. That's the only reason why I didn't think he needed it. Yeah. Eddie's fighting off the NWO. Crowd is is really alive for this. Now three on one beatdown on Eddie. DDP's out of it. And uh, the whole time, the NWO had the belt. 
That's, call, they, that's a callback to earlier in the match. They, they, yeah, they started before then, didn't they? They started like a week or two before then. Right. But we didn't know that coming in cold. That's what I'm getting at. They made a yeah. point to say that the title wasn't at ring. When you have a championship match, the title's there. Okay? Yeah. They hold it up. You know, it's just what it's for. It wasn't there because they had it. We're doing that now with MJF. Uh, yeah. You're right. So unless you guys have anything else, I'm gonna we have a couple of listener questions. They left with the belt too, right? I didn't yeah. with them. Well, yeah, everybody was down and out. Yeah. I thought of one thing while watching this match. This is kind of the biggest championship win in Eddie's WCW career. And his biggest championship win in his WWE career came when he beat Brock Lesnar, which also was by the result of interference via Goldberg. Do you guys kind of think that, like, that those two tarnished, like, uh, the interference tarnished? It does tarnish it a little bit if he's the baby face because he's the baby face, right? Well, if I don't like it here because, like, and two, you know, he's had this this tagline of being the cruiserweight, cruiserweight. He finally gets out of that cruiserweight level as like the mid card title, and then he needs help to win it. It sucks. It does suck. Yeah, I don't like right. a babyface winning. Well, I mean, he actually wasn't the babyface here. It's really confusing. Yes, but it definitely he was. But during the Brock Lesnar match, he 100% was. Yeah. True. And I just think it tarnishes it a little bit because a babyface should win without help. Exactly. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's, you everybody get, I cheats, mean, so who knows? <laughs> like with, with Lesnar, I mean, you got to get off him. He's a big monster guy. I mean, why not have somebody come in there to help? I get it, but Eddie's Eddie wasn't really small yet anymore. He was maybe not tall, but he was freaking arms were freaking monstrous back when he beat him. Yeah. But here's the thing: a lot this, of power weight. This started. This started. This started the whole cheat to win for Eddie before he even knew it. Yeah. Well, we did talk about that with Eddie that he <laughs> always had the same character, whether he was a heel or babyface. So, yeah, it's true too. This predates it almost. It does. When you look back at stuff like this, I mean, especially like in 96, 97, 98, Eddie Guerrero, I mean, you appreciate it so much more knowing now, you know, what he became and what he's done in like the history of wrestling. And you look at it and like, I didn't realize he was so fucking good. I mean, he was just as good here as he was right before he died or when he won the world title or he was just as good now, you know? Yeah, just a little less beefy. Same, yeah. same talent. Sweet hair. So the question here from Matt M, <laughs> who would win a fatal <laughs> Who would win a fatal four-way match between the Butcher, WCW, the Butcher? Right. right. I'm a sexy motherfucker, dude. Yeah, he keeps showing them. <laughs> the butcher AEW. Um, what happened? <laughs> That's the question we should be asking is what happened? Where did it all go wrong, James? Oh man, as I look homeless on this, having shaved. When you stop wearing the jean jackets and the bow ties, so that's there what it is. There it is. Sorry, Brad. Go ahead. That's all right. Um, Madam, we didn't give his appreciation. The butcher WCW, the butcher AEW, Bushwhacker Butch, and Butch Pete Dunn. Who wins the fatal four way? Mm. <laughs> most ridiculous question ever that was a sweet ass question don't you dare shout out matt m friend of the show friend of mine bit a uh, previous guest you know check the archives fucking sweet question i loved it when i read it i was dying he does that finger thing that finger thing he hurts like a motherfucker i bet True. i'm just saying i mean 
I'm saying Bushwhacker Butch licks Butch. someone in the head and they just tap. That's James in the picture there, hon. Yeah, yeah, I just heard. yeah and I'm a sexy motherfucker, <laughs> too. I was 20-something years, 30-something years ago. A uh, Mrs. Stanton running. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, Bush like a butch, 100%. Yeah. This yeah. Is Bushwhackers love. I'm going bushwhacker, 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 butch. Uh, hey, do they have um, a manscape for women? Would that be a bushwhacker? Hey, <laughs> everybody, answer here. <laughs> um, all right, Bober, here we go with his bullshit. Why must you subject? Why must you subject us to a match with butcher and barber beefcake? Next. Brian Hogan and Butcher. Whatever he wrote. <laughs> Who's the better butcher from Ben Jones? Ed Leslie or Abdullah? <laughs> Abdullah. Abdullah's the better butcher, but Ed Leslie's the better barber. <laughs> there Boom. you go. I agree 100%, Adam. Yeah, that is a, that's a good answer. A damn good answer. I got a few <laughs> questions on Twitter here. Uh, Hogan's Terry wants to know. Every, I just got it. Everyone yeah. says everyone says DDT started too too late at twenty eight years old. Could he accomplish more if he would have started at a very young age, like twenty two or nineteen? No, I think he accomplished almost everything. So yeah, you know, no, I mean, he was a big guy, so maybe. No, because I mean, he didn't, he didn't have the gimmick back then. It was all about that gimmick that skyrocketed him. Yeah, but could they gave him something? Could Vince he give gave him something? But he could have been the Red Rooster. Like, I mean, just because they hey, give you yeah. something, you know, look at, I mean, like, look at Vince the did man, give him look something. at the hockey player, look at all that stuff. Vince did give DDP something. Look what happened. I know, but that was after. The stalker, whatever he was. Dumb, dumb. So I, I think, think if... Who he was signed for, who he went with, and what was going on at the time. If he was able to start 10 years earlier with the mind that he had at the age of 28, then I definitely think he would have been a success. If he just started like some of these guys that we see start at the age of 22 and are out by the age of 26, like that I'm, truly could have happened. But he if he got it all and we see him come into the WWE with 10 more years onto his life, I think he could have reinvented himself and became another star. I think, I mean, if he would have came in a couple of years earlier, he could have went with, you know, Flair or Luger or Sting. I mean, he was he was right there where he could have been with any three. And that's three different types of people right there, three different types of wrestlers. And he could have wrestled each one and had a good match in. Yeah, as, long, it, as long as he was good in the ring. If, if he put his heart to it where he was good in the ring, you know, he could have had that match with all of them. It's really hard to say because uh... – since he did kind of start that late and all that stuff, like it was a good character, you know, good gimmick or whatever. But if he wouldn't have started that late, maybe he would have been stuck with something that sucked and who knows, you know, what would have happened. That is but very true. It's, it's a hard question to answer because he definitely had the talent, but it, it kind of comes yeah. with like, what would they have stuck him with? And since right. he started late, he kind of became that people's, you know, champ. No offense to rock, but, you know, everybody was throwing up diamond cutters, you know, in the crowd. So I mean, you never know. Like that's a damn good I, question. It's hard to be I, a what I, if on that one because you really don't know. Yeah, the biggest thing is what they would have stuck him with. Yeah, might have got you know, firebreaker Dallas. Late, 
And well, because yeah. he, since he started late, he kind of flew under the radar. No one really cared. And then, boom, he just like rose up real fast. Great guy, great guys. I didn't know what we were going to get out of that. <laughs> uh, one more question from Dark Order number 11. Eddie Guerrero, would he have been a good addition to the current LWO? Big time. Yeah. Come on, man. That's a that's a home run. I don't, like the LWO. I don't like the new LLW. But that's a, see, but that's a booking thing. Like, yeah, I like everybody in it. I yeah, just don't, that's what I'm don't saying. Think, like, I don't think yeah. the LBO should be baby faces at all, except for Eddie, for, except for Gray. Uh, it just it feels man, heel. It feels heel. If they're running that place like heels, that would have been great. Yeah, it, I'm telling you, I don't know if you guys watched the NXT of them. It had uh, what it had the other. It didn't have uh, uh, Selena in there, but um. It, it had Eduardo Del Fantasma. I loved it, and I don't remember. Uh, she's in NXT still. She's uh, the tag team with Lola Vice. Do you know what I'm talking about, Adam? Yes. Uh, okay. Anyway, Alexa I, Lopez. Alexa Lopez. She was great too in that. Yes, but, she was. Uh, I, I just that's my opinion about the LWO. But Eddie would help anything. So we all right, know. Yeah. So, that's a question. Somebody. If they would, if they push that other two guys from LWO. I think it would be better too. They're only pushing Ray and uh, a little bit of Carlito, but if they push the other two guys, I think it would help a whole lot. Yeah, it's a booking thing yeah. with them, not yeah. a. At not least putting some tag matches. Yeah, putting some tag matches. I don't know his WWE name, but DJ Z, he was awesome in Impact, like eight five years ago, and now he's uh he's one of those guys on the side of LWO. Right. Oh, okay. Why well, yeah, because they they don't, they don't they don't yep. name those guys too much, you know. He's good yeah. too. Kim Wall's damn good. They just they good tag team. Yeah. And he had a chance yet. Yeah, they were a good tag team in NXT. Uh, I'm sorry, James. No, what no, you you're good. good. What do you got, buddy? Someone did send me a uh, message on, or not a message, but they commented on Facebook, so I got to read it. Uh, oh, it comes right. from friend of the show, Bobby Duncan. Hey, Bobby. You know, Bobby. Shout out to Bobby. Great dude. Uh I'll see I'll see him in January. Hey, hey, that's awesome. And he's in education. Uh he's our uh, teacher. He uh, you know, promotes education, all that stuff. So he's teaching America's youth. Uh got mad respect for that. But uh his question is uh how different would DDP's career have been in WCW if he had joined the NWO? Which is a great question. I think he would have got a, ran over. I don't think he, he, he would have been a buff Bagwell, a Vincent type. Not you know, yeah, yeah. But he would he, he just would have been a guy. He'd have been lost in the shuffle. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. The fact I, that he was the rebellious single guy, I think it did it did wonders for him. And that that fucking you know uh, putting on the shirt, diamond cutting stuff, uh, Scott Hall. I mean, that's iconic. You know, like, that's really iconic. So if he would have joined with yeah. them, he would have just got lost. You know, he'd have been one of 40. Yeah. You know? He'd have been I one of the B-team players. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there were more people in the NWO than fighting the NWO. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't really make sense. Like, it shouldn't be bigger. Especially, yeah, especially with WCW. Like, wouldn't they all band <laughs> yeah, that's together? A, but it felt that's like the NWO, organization. Yeah. Every, NWO always battled one dude. Like, every time. Piper. You know, hey, Steve. James. Like, I got a question for you. What do you think was bigger when DDP did that with the NWO sir and diamond cutted Scott uh, Scott Hall, or when 
Sting came out, had the white and black shirt, then ripped it off, Super X Big Show, and then ripped it off and had the red and black shirt. Man. I, I think the DDP one uh, is more long-lasting, you know? Like, it's more iconic because when Sting, like, fights the NWO, then kind of joins, like, a side faction of them, it's kind of weird, in my opinion. Like, how are you, you going to fight these dudes? Fighting against. Yeah, how are you going to fight these dudes for, like, a year and a half and then kind of join, like, half of them? <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird to me. I get it. The, the red and black. End, I was a fan of the red and black NWO. Sweet entrance music. Awesome yeah, song. But uh, yeah, I think uh, DDP doing that to Scott Hall made DDP. So I think that's a more iconic moment because Sting doing that was just like a, a part of, you know, part of it. When Sting pulled off the mask thing, that was dope, <laughs> you know. But yeah, like Sting, you know. Putting on an NWO shirt, the white and black one, then going red and black. Uh, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a, uh, you know. As big. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. That's the questions. Back oh, to yeah. you, James. Is it? Fucking A. Well, uh, you know. Great feedback from the fans. Really appreciate those questions. As always, hit us up on social. You know, uh, Brad, <laughs> you know. Peek behind the curtain. Brad usually posts what we're talking about, you know, before. So you can leave your messages there. As always, you can reach out to any one of us for sure. Uh, or and if you have any special questions, you send it to Brad. Brad always answers all your special questions on on air. True. It no is Brad's show. Yes. We are at his mercy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I guess it's time for, uh, as everybody's, you know, Enjoying this holiday and being thankful. Fucking be thankful, guys. Come on now. You know, save the bullshit for give me gifts, give me gifts, give me gifts. Nah. Hey, thank you for saying that. It's all about being thankful. You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking be thankful. Believe me. And you can check the archives from, uh, what, 52 episodes ago where I went on a tirade about Thanksgiving uh, being skipped and all that stuff. Be thankful. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that being said, it's time for a Thanksgiving edition of Would You Rather. So, Brad, what would we rather? So, would you rather? All right, these are real easy. Lumps or no lumps in your mashed potatoes? Devin? If the lumps are skins, hell yeah. If the lumps are just chunks, then I'll smush it out with my fork when I get them. You'll (laughs) mash the potato? Yes, I will. All right, Michael. I'm going lumps. And Any lumps will do? Yeah, and especially skin. I love, I love the skin. You like the skin with the lumps? I do. Adam? <laughs> no, no lumps because I don't I don't love my lady lumps. I don't want none. <laughs> too easy, right? It's just too easy. <laughs> All you right, know, check it out. Doing, I like going through and like I'll grab a piece of turkey out of the pan. And then I'll like dip it in the mashed tears. But you can't dip it in a lump. Huh? You can't can't dip dip lumps. You can't dip it in lumps, but you just scoop up some taters on there. Yeah, some mashed. And then you dip it in the gravy and just. Lumps belong in potato salad, not mashed potatoes. Nope. Sorry. What do you got, James? 
I'm like Devin oh. Douglas. Adjun add you on there. I was trying to be uh, 3008, but I guess I'm 2000 and late on this one. Wow. Yeah. I'm not. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not for. I mean, if it's like a little bitty, like it didn't quite get mashed, that's cool, whatever. But you know, like cubes, like no, nah, it's mashed potatoes, not cubes so, in fucking mashed potatoes. Yeah, not, not chunky mashed potatoes. Yeah. I mean, that means that's instant potatoes. I don't hate instant. I don't prefer it. I'm not but against I'm, it. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, against not it. I'm not against it. There's no lumps there. We all buy stovetop stuffing, but have you ever yeah. made stuffing with bread and shit? Oh, well, yeah. stuffing's the I next question. Have, oh, hold up, hold up, slow down. Uh, <laughs> you have uh, your instant potatoes, which is a nice and creamy one, and you have your mashed potatoes, which have lumps and stuff in it. A dollar fifty for a side of potatoes. Yep. That's not mashed potatoes. That's chunk potatoes. No, it's still mashed potatoes. I'm telling you. Head, I haven't rubbed my a head in a while. A chunk is not mashed. A chunk is not mashed. I'm going no lumps. I, I don't prefer them. Like you said, James, though, a little bit, no problem. I don't yeah, want, yeah. I don't feel like, no, I want them smooth. Then get okay. instant. I, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you have it. All right. Next one is stuffing cooked inside the turkey or outside of the turkey. Devin, outside of the garbage can. No one's talking to you yet. Devin. Inside. Give me those turkey juices. Mm, give me a wet stuffing. <laughs> Clip that. Well, like, howdy. That of yourself. <laughs> All right, Mike. Stuffing. It's your turn, Mike. Now you can talk, pal. Outside in the garbage. I hate stuffing. You know it's bread. No. I don't care. I'm just. <laughs> nothing okay. doesn't like you either, so don't worry about it. Boom. <laughs> That's fine with me. So no I'm, stuffing, it's, huh? It's a mutual dislike, fuck off agreement between us. All right, Adam. Uh, outside's fine. I, I mean, I prefer the outside, but I love, I love it. So, Mike, you can shut your little dirty whore mouth. So you want it on the outside. You don't want it cooked inside, though. You? No, no, I want it outside definitely, but okay. not in the trash can. You dirty little whore. All right, James. I'm on the outside. I'm looking at it. Yeah, outside. I will say, stovetop. Shout out to the cornbread stuffing. Missing out if you uh, everybody gets like chicken, turkey, sage, maybe get the cornbread stuffing bomb. But uh, I will say one time I, you know, we made stuffing. Uh, I was at a friend's house during Thanksgiving and we made stuffing with, like pieces of bread and shit like that. It was way good too. But yeah, outside, you know, you stuff the turkey with uh, other shit like onions, celery, whatever the fuck you need to do. But Orange, then, uh, oranges, lemons. Yeah, oranges and lemons, like on Mike's Meat Minute, uh, covered earlier. You know. Well, wait a minute. Do you understand that you're taking the stuffing out of the bird? Yeah, but it's 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 mush. cooked inside the bird. But and it's you mush. It I just want everybody to make sure we, we're clear. A little, uh, you need a little. Uh, you know. Fuck you need yeah, the. I, I, uh, I don't want the stuffing nowhere near my bird. <laughs> I got a question for y'all. Do you put cranberries and sausage in your stuffing? Uh, you know what? I've had a million different ones, but I don't do that particularly. But I've had it. I don't do cranberry. Sausage sounds bomb in stuffing, but no. Nah. There's a million kinds of stuffing. Cranberry's a uh, pat, hard pass on me. So I like it inside um, the bird. I think that is. And listen, we don't obviously it doesn't happen often. It's once a year, you know. But I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty tasty. And it took me a long time though. I was probably your I age, like uh, seven, to like that to eat the inside the bird stuffing. I think I was a little. Oh, okay. 
skeeved out when I was a kid? Like, what do you mean inside the, the, the turkey? No. You mean up its ass? Yep, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, pumpkin pie or apple pie? And any kind of apple pie will do. Devin. Pumpkin pie, and I got some in the fridge that I'm going to eat after we record now that you just said that. <laughs> um, Michael. What? Pumpkin pie or apple pie? Jesus Christ. Pumpkin? Pumpkin. pumpkin. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah, That's some nice. I'm really I'm really happy the way you feel about it. You look really happy. I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> Me too, but, that, but that's my second favorite. I love banana pudding pie. I like banana pudding pie. Put I call it pudding, but no. Well, I know where there's banana pudding, but there's banana pudding pie. I, I know, I know. I don't call it pudding, that's all. all right, anyway, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I prefer apple. Because I'm yeah, I'm just James? How much whipped cream are we talking? As much whipped cream as you want. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not really big on either. Honestly, I would choose apple before, <laughs> but not really big on either. Like, I'm uh, as fat as I am, not really a sweets guy, honestly. But, what uh, about cherry pie? What's that? A cherry pie. Oh, cool drinking. Why, you know, what do you, what do you mean? He's my cherry pie. man cry. Cherry pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That warrant, shout out warrant. Shout out warrant. Shout out her. <laughs> well, who was that? That was somebody, right? I thought it was warrant. No, but the girl. Oh, uh, Tony Takei. How? Oh, what's her name? Tanya Takei. Uh, Tony. Katane. Kanosuke Takei. Oh, that's it. Katane. Yeah, that's her name. Tony Katane. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Shout, shout out. Um, I'm going apple pie and I'll do apple pie. I'll do Dutch apple pie. All apple pies are good in my book. Pumpkin's okay. I just don't prefer it. I like, how about a chocolate pie? That's good too. Anyway, last one, guys. This is a really, would you rather, would you rather eat turkey for three meals a day for a week or dress up as a pilgrim for a week? Devin. Dress up as a pilgrim. (laughs) I fucking hate turkey. I'll eat... A sliver he's of stuffing in, he wants stuffing inside the bird, but he won't eat the turkey. That's my turkey favorite thing about it, Thanksgiving. But I hate turkey. I want the turkey juice. All the sides. All the sides. Shout out green turkey. bean casserole. Okay, green so bean casserole, squash, mushy wait, mashed potatoes. Wait, green bean casserole is the best fucking thing. Time out. Time out. Don't come out to talk. It's Bobby Brown in the damn video. That's yeah. her name, Bobby Brown. What? That's your prerogative. It's the way that you want. <laughs> no, yeah. the girl's name is Bobby Brown. That's how it contain. Being the cherry pie girl. Huh. All right. Oh uh, yeah, because Tony Contain was White Snake. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. Anyway, on, okay. I had to clear that out so we wouldn't get I like how railroaded. Adam. Adam kept it Adam on that one. Yeah. He straight up chimed in like after we already. Adam being Adam. Go ahead, Mike. Right. I don't want to get railroaded on X or Z or whatever it's called. True. Eat three for a week or dress as a penguin? Or... A penguin? <laughs> penguin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mike's are water. That's the, new, that's the new thing. It is penguin. <laughs> I'm doing a penguin. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah! Oh, uh, it took two hours, but we got oh, there. Oh man, waddling through, baby. We are waddling through this episode right, right now. <laughs> I'm doing the penguin. Like... All right, 
I probably eat turkey seven times out of the whole year. That's a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm that well that includes turkey sandwiches. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I mean, but tur- I mean turkey because turkey, turkey sandwich. sandwich but no, it's... but he's talking about turkey sandwiches from the deli. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's talking seven times a year with those. Yeah. He's not talking about the turkey leftover, James. I'll eat turkey sandwiches oh, all day, well, dude. I love turkey well, sandwiches. I'm I'm not eating turkey leftovers. Here's a <laughs> here's a little here's a little bonus edition of uh, Mike's Meat Minute, courtesy of James. You take your leftover, uh, you know, brine and whatever bullshit that you have with your turkey, you uh, keep it, and with your leftover turkey and your leftover brine or whatever with the, or, you know, your celery, carrots, onions, whatever the hell you do, and you buy uh, the pie crust thing, and you make a big turkey pot pie with all your leftovers. Mm. It's bomb as fuck. You know, put the, you buy the uh, Pillsbury, shout out Pillsbury. Hey, looking for a sponsorship. And uh, you put that on the bottom of the pan. You put your turkey leftovers, your celery, onions, you know, all that, the, the juices and all that stuff. Mix it all together. Put it on there. Then put the other pie crust on the top. Cut your slits. Put it in the oven. Best thing to do with your leftovers is to make a turkey pot pie. And it's fucking awesome. That that does kind of sound good. It really does. And that's you know the eight minute. You know, you know what I'm going to do mine? I'm going to give it to the pig. Of course you are. <laughs> you know. I'll give it to the chickens. Hey, oh. <laughs> All right, so you're dressing like a penguin. <laughs> Devin's dressing like a pilgrim. Adam, what are you doing? Here I go again on my own. Want to do that turkey, baby? I love the music references. Give me hey. that turkey, turkey, turkey. All right. And James, you're making pie? Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's turkey. <laughs> turkey, uh, you know, I'm not dressing as a pilgrim. Uh, I'm eating uh, turkey because I love turkey sandwiches. Not gonna lie, really like turkey sandwiches. I'm gonna, I'm, but, uh, I do like the Cajun turkey. Like the Cajun turkey. Oh yeah, Boar's Head has a bomb ass Cajun turkey. Uh, yeah, but I will say Cajun chicken is even better. For all your uh, Thanksgiving needs, my favorite band, Dave Matthews Band, has a song called uh, "Don't Drink the Water," and it's perfect for Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, you should listen to it. "Don't Drink the Water" by Dave Matthews Band. Perfect Thanksgiving song. I'm dressing like a penguin uh, with pilgrim clothes on. All right. That's... A pilgrim I, penguin? I really you. You're going to be walking penguin. with a big-ass hat and like a vest? Yeah. And like it's going to be like the the penguin from uh, from, Bill, from Billy Madison. Like Paul E. And so you were like the Easter Bunny, you were Santa Claus, and now you can be like a fucking pilgrim. Yeah, that's coming up again. Anyway, I mean... that's it. Let's let's uh let's, Christmas. let's let's move on, James. <laughs> All right. Well, what better way to move on than to something to watch? And it looks like Devin's watching something. So, Devin, what are we watching? So this week, we're going to be watching an actual Thanksgiving pay per view with WWE's Survivor Series. We have War Games. We have the team of Finn Balor, Damian Priest. Always read the cards of all this shit. Dominic Mysterio and Jade. What? What? What do you? What do you want me to do? Well, it's like Adam went through the card of that Star Cave we watched. Now you're telling us the card of this pay per view. Like, go ahead, go ahead. No. Watch the show. No card provided. Well, that's watch it. That's (laughs) rude. Give the people what they want. 
Well, you're going to see the team of Judgment Day going up against the grandson of a plumber, Cody Rhodes. The Seth grand freaking Rollins, the world heavyweight champion. Teaming with Sami Zayn. Teaming I thought you with had the card, but do it. Hey, is I he do. showing up? Is he showing up? I don't think so. No, I think we I think we hear voices in our head uh, that weekend. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, we're also going to see Rhea Ripley defending her women's championship against Zoe Stark. No chance. Getting her first one-on-one title shot. I've uh, I've liked to I've liked Zoe's rise so far under Trish and then finally becoming her own woman. I like it. And then we're going to be seeing the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time, Gunther, defending against the two-time Grand Slam champion, The Miz. Can that happen? I, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Right before Rumble? It's a good time I agree. person to take it off him. I right think before, that it puts right him in the main event picture. Right before but, Rumble. Yeah. Who knows? Right I, I agree. I think it can happen. I think he I know it he, seems unlikely. Who's the who's the guy that lasted like forever that last rumble and uh, all that stuff? But, you know, the thing about that match, Gunther, is that he actually mm. had a 15 minute match almost with Cody Rhodes at the end of the rumble. It was just part of the rumble match. Exactly. It's one of the best rumbles ever because it was actually yeah. a match in the in the in the rumble match. Who had a grand entrance at WrestleMania last year? Do you want him to be champion? I I I I love the Miz. I love the Miz. If he could go after Seth, I mean, I mean Gunther as your main champion. Would you want that? Would it be Gunther versus Seth, pretty much like going? Yeah, I think so. I think you have to do it that way. You need one baby face. You need one heel, right? For those Cody and Roman, you know, be the other one, I guess. Thanks a lot, Devin. I like that. Yeah, Gunther. When we we come to Rumble. You're going to have to look in your eyes, and what are you going to see? <laughs> the de- oh, the devil. You're going to see the devil. Let's see Randy Orton versus Cody. The Forbidden Door. CM Punk should be the devil and should debut in WWE. That would be the dopest shit of all time. The guy that's ostracized from wrestling business, bounces back and forth. That would be epic. Well, if that happens, you heard it here first on it Devin's demographic. <laughs> but it'd be awesome. Yeah. No, Rumble, you know, you see some kind of cult with a great personality at the Rumble. <laughs> nope. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's like how Devin doesn't know that there's a camera off button that you can always use. You know, you can just always turn your camera off. Uh, Randy Orton Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah Randy Orton, we think so. Yeah, but you don't just see... clicked it seven times and it didn't work. I think Devin said back to you, James. Right, Devin? I did. Back to you, James. Oh. Hey, back to you, James. Hell yeah. Well, uh, sorry, I was hearing voices in my head. Uh, but well, uh, you know, I guess back to you, assholes. What are we doing next week? So next week, unless something changes, I hate saying that, but you never know. We yeah, are going to have the, yeah, you know the famous. Efren on the show. Efren. Yeah! 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, can't wait to see the audio thing where it's just like, yeah, big yell, and then like drops back down. Friend of the show, friend of ad free, the game event, I ref uh, B on uh, Premier Streaming Network. And let me tell you something. Do we know what we're doing? It doesn't no. matter what outline. I'm going to put together an outline. We aren't going to follow it. That's what's exactly going to happen because Efren takes over the show. If you listen to the Pond Water Dave show when they had Efren on, Amy does trivia at the beginning of the show. 40 minutes in, she was through half the questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's Efren. I think we're going to – we'll probably have matches picked. And I'm thinking one, one. Who One. knows what the hell is going to happen? So I had some ideas. I'm just waiting for him to respond, but uh, it'll be an entertaining show to say the least. So really excited to have Efren on. It's a long time coming. Uh, I, I really like Efren a lot. He's he's a fun guy. So uh, that's our uh, next week. I don't know. Now, back to you, James. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know who Efren is, but that will be a fun fucking episode. It'll. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not comparing and contrasting. You know, guests, but that guest is going to be a fucking hoot. I guarantee you that. And uh, who knows what it's going to be. And it, it's definitely going to be exciting. Definitely going to be fun. And uh, we're all pretty excited to have Efren on the show. Man, I yeah. Stay tuned. Because <laughs> that one's going to definitely be a doozy. Can't wait. And who knows what's going to happen on that one. You'll just have to see. <laughs> so follow along on the journey with us. Because y'all are taking the journey with us. You know what I'm saying? Besides Efren being on. Because Efren makes his own show. Exactly. So join us on that journey because, hey, you're here with us because, you know, it's your show. Speaking of your show, is it time to uh, conclude it? Uh, shout out to the small number 19. Uh, conclusion always has the smallest number on the outline. I don't know why, but it's hilarious as fuck to me. <laughs> but... uh. <laughs> Want to thank, uh, want to thank the crew here. You know, I uh, obviously said it during my little segment, but want to thank the guys here. Oh, one more. Look at that joyous Aww. happy kid. We need to find, we need to find that joyous happy kid again. You know what I'm saying? Where the fuck is he at? He's, you know where he's at? Doing dumbass shit at his job. You know, and uh, yeah, that brings me to uh, the conclusion, because, you know, we all. Obviously, life is never going to be peachy keen and just like rainbows and daisies and shit. And it, number one, it's all about showing up every day in life. You know, don't let anything hold you down. You show up every day. Huh? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sweet shirt, sweet uh, PJs. Shout yeah. out to that. And look at that smile, baby. People say I have a good smile. Yeah. Look at that hair. That hair. It, was, it started going from there. Right. Brett. But, uh, you know, obviously, keep treading through the mud. Hope everybody had a uh, great Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed the time with your family. And if not, uh, you know, hope we provided some type of escape for you, whether you're traveling, you know, or anything. But uh, it's all about being, uh, you know, thankful for uh, everything. Obviously, stay hungry to pursue your goals and dreams. But, you know, sometimes it's not that bad of an idea to sit back and relax and ease your mind and just really appreciate things. You know what yep. I'm saying? And, and from all remember, of us, happy Thanksgiving. Exactly. And always remember, life doesn't get you down. You pin life down. And if life does get you down, always remember, kick out it too. Because that's what we do. 
and that's what you do. And you keep fucking moving forward, baby. Cause hey, it's the end, of, you know, coming towards the end of the year. There's new chapters on the horizon. Keep fucking pushing. Cause that's what we do. And of course, that's what you do. The main important thing. And this is your show, the Kickout Crew. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And guess what? We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Happy birthday, James. Woohoo!